Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. I'm Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com. I am live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. I am joined by my counterpart, Kevin Acuff from SmokingTobacco.com, live from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, in the Gurkha Cigar Studios, and... From Indian Trail, North Carolina, future cigar industry Hall of Famer and legend. It's the man, the myth, the legend in the Phillies hat. In the middle tonight, it's William Cooper from Cigar-Coop.com. Gentlemen, how are we? Evening. Coop hasn't had a hype-up intro like that probably, I don't think, ever. I, I, it was, it was <laughs> not worthy. I was not worthy of that. Not worthy. That. Come on, man. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> That was a pretty good one, Matt. I, I have to say, I'm honored to put my words up big time there. Oh, it's Coop. I mean, come uh, on. I'm honored for the kind words. <laughs> I don't think Coop gets enough credit. You know, like I think Coop gets a lot of recognition. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think Coop gets the credit that I think he sometimes deserves. Because I don't know. I think he, you know. He he does a lot. I think he does more than people realize. So just just I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. You know, a lot of what I learned, I learned from Coop. You know, and I mean among others, David Garofalo, honorable mention. You know, he 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 taught me a lot, especially in the beginning. You know, um, I learned a lot from Carney. You know, but Coop, you know, when it comes to media, I mean, Coop was, you know, Coop was uh like a mentor to me. Still is in some respects. You know. So yeah, you can. I appreciate you, it. You know, appreciate it. Thank you guys. You gotta give. Coop I mean, didn't have any Coop, then he kind of invents cigar media. <laughs> I I want to say I want to say, when I started out, I was on a crusade to get rid of the word blogger. Oh. And I didn't know that. I, I, I hated the word because I thought it was very one-dimensional, and Barry Stein fought me on this for years, right? But I, I kind of felt that blog – I didn't have a problem with the word blogger except it's one dimension of what we did, right? And I actually think it was Hector Alfonso who coined the term cigar – collective cigar media that really made the change eventually. And now now you don't hear blog – now occasionally you'll hear the word blogger, but not much anymore. What is that? What is what? I don't know. It just got real loud. Someone had a bunch of background noise. Is it, is it uh, my wonderful microphone here? It might be. Okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You might you might have to upgrade that microphone. You've had some issues with it lately. Oof, that yeah, was really loud. I apologize to our listeners. Uh, I, I went on mute. I went on mute. I don't think it was me, but... Uh, Kevin, that might have been you. Now it's gone. I muted. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's, let, me, let me reset this stuff. Sorry, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I apologize for that. That was uh, the, Kevin. Kevin's gonna work on that. But uh, anyway, this is our show tonight. Um, we'll kind of we'll we'll bring Kevin back into the loop once he gets that kind of sorted out. But um, we have a we have a couple of things to do. Um, uh, talk about, I should say rather. First thing I want to do is I want to have just a couple of things I want to mention. Coop, if that's all right. Um, first Absolutely, of all, whatever you need. First of all, I just want to give a huge. I don't. I should have fucking grabbed it and I didn't. But I have it. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to JC Newman. Um, today we got a a box of Diamond Crown Double Robustos uh, with uh, custom cellophane with my daughter's name and her birth date on there. Um, 
just really thank you. It was a gift from them. Thank you to everyone over at J.C. Newman, the Newman family, um, Sydney and marketing, who we you know we work with a lot. Coop, I know you know Sydney. Um, we love Sydney. Yep. Just, just I want to just really say, just yep. huge thank you. I really appreciate it. That was just a really nice gesture. And, um, you know, you're going to get – J.C. Newman gets a free ad read tonight, you know, <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, it's but Diamond Crown. Experience the Diamond Crown line, only from J.C. Newman. Rolled by the Fuente family at Tabacalera Fuente Isia in the Dominican Republic. Um, you know, I just wanted to say a shout-out to them. Thank you for that. Um, we do have uh, our giveaway, our McAuliffe giveaway that I will do later. Um, yeah, I didn't I, want you to forget about it this time, actually. I'm, I'm going to remind you. Yeah. Because you yeah. forgot to do it the last show. <laughs> I did. The last giveaway we did, I did. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, so we know what happens on this show. Is it, it just it gets away from you, you know? It just it gets yeah, wild. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Um, but, yeah, no, I... Um, I, I won't do I'm not gonna do it yet, but I do I do have the tab on my computer with the information, so uh we will we will get to that in a bit. Um I just wanted to save that for later in the show. Um and uh what else was I gonna mention? There was one other thing I was gonna mention and I already forgot. Um huh, maybe it'll come uh, back to am me. Am I fixed now? Oh, you sound way better. There you go. That's really good. That's really good. All right, and I apologize, guys. The comments. I haven't shared any of the comments yet. I'm sorry. Just we're kind of getting uh, getting all situated. Alan Rubin must be 40 behind already. Alan Rubin is not here yet. So actually, no, he is. I, I, sh I, sh I he said good evening. Oh. He, Alan, Alan's here. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he, it's the only comment he's made so far. So <laughs> don't give him, don't give him a chance to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, <laughs> good old Alan Rubin. Oh man. Anyway, it's going to be a good show tonight. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, gentlemen, what are we smoking? Uh, let's see. I'll go with you, Kevin, then we'll go to Coop, and then we'll come to me. We'll start it, on my screen. It's right to left, so I'm going right to left. Right on. I am smoking the <clears throat> All Saints Solamente. Oh, that's this a great is my, my This is my first time with this one. Mm-hmm. Cigar. That's the is that the the twenty three Louis? It is. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's from the band actually. The band's yeah, I've been. Uh, yep. I've been kind of sitting on this one for a special occasion, so I figure, hey, on spare notes with the legend Coop and my <laughs> good buddy Matt Tobacco, this is a, as good of excuse for a special occasion as I need. Yeah. See, there you go. And Coop's fixing his camera. What's going on here? Yeah, I kicked it. I kicked it. Uh, I've I've done that too. I've done that too. You go to, okay. You go yep. to stretch and, you, and you're like, damn. Uh, yeah, anyway, I just kicked it. What are you smoking, Coop? Uh, I am smoking the Blackened M81 by Drew Estate in the Toro size. Nice, nice. So Dark, we, bold, and unapologetic, right? <laughs> we have a uh, we, we have a review on that cigar coming out soon. Um, that's all I'll share, but just stay tuned. Um, there we go. There's the tease. You know, Coop's all about no teasing. <laughs> you so. can't, you can't for the life of you, right? Keep us. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be a secret that we're reviewing? It's not like I said, oh, it's going to be a good one. You were going to tell me what you were reviewing before the show, even. Like, <laughs> I didn't hey, say well, that. Man. I didn't say we couldn't tell you. We're going to have a whole conversation about keeping secrets here in just a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh. Jeez. He is, if you want, like, Matt can't keep a secret for anything. It's like trying to build, I'm trying to build up the hype, you know? Jesus. 
They're, they're... <laughs> you guys, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. We, we got to start early tonight with you. <laughs> oh, God. You know, at he, least he, I... he's almost kind of reminding me of Eric Espinosa. You know, like, bro, bro, you know, I can't, I can't bro, say nothing yeah. bad about somebody, bro, but, bro, bro. Yeah, you know, okay. bro. But, 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 but I'm going to say this, you know, about this guy. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. that that's, I didn't mean that. Bro, uh... <laughs> at least Alan Rubin hasn't gotten fired up yet. That's, that's all we, you know. That's all we need to worry about. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you mean uh, he he hasn't? I, I, I mean, he guys team got throttled today. By the way, throttled. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. We we you know we we have something going yeah, on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm smoking from our friends at J.C. Newman and also rolled at Tobacco Larry Fuente Sia in the Dominican Republic. It is the Questeray Cabinet cigar. Uh, this is a beautiful cigar, fantastic cigar. I don't have the pricing information in front of me right now because it just dawned on me that I probably should have grabbed that. But anyway, I grabbed the cigar because I wanted to smoke it, and I, that's all I was thinking about before the show. But you go find it and try it. It's a great cigar from our friends at J.C. Newman. And, gentlemen, tonight, what are we using to cut and light our cigars? None other than the best of the best. You wanted the best. You got the best. S.D. DuPont, be exceptional. I'm lighting my cigar with the S.D. DuPont Line 2. And gentlemen, I know you have some uh, some Dupont products on your side of the tables as well. So I am also lighting with the amazing Dupont line two with the little ping. Oh wait, there we go. There it is. There it is. Excellence. Yeah, and I'm going with. I love this lighter. I've had it seven years. A mini jet. Yes, Dupont mini jet. Mm. That's a fun Just little lighter never too. Never felt. It's a fun little lighter. Actually, the one I'm using tonight is uh, a Davidoff branded one uh, from the Golden. They used to give these out at the Golden Band Awards. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, and I just, oh, I just cool. love the I love the white finish on this thing. And and you know what's great? I mean, I don't. I you know, it's like this lighter. Just I. It's almost a maintenance free lighter. It's not a very expensive Dupont lighter I'm using, but but I'm telling you, for the if I were to pay for one of these. I just get my money's worth. It's a no maintenance lighter. I never have to worry about this lighter in terms of I never have to clear clog. It never gets clogged or anything. It seems like. Look, when yeah, that's actually one of the lines of lighters uh, that, you know, if, I mean, they're the more expensive than obviously your, your uh, garden variety just throwaway plastic, but they are as reliable as some of those ones that you pay. Uh, absolutely, the money absolutely, for. absolutely. I've, I've been like I said, very, very pleased with it. You know, I have to just say, you know, DuPont is, when it comes to accessories, I know there's people out there that think that the prices of some of their products maybe seem a little extreme. But here's the thing, like a fine automobile or a nice wine or any other kind of luxury product, right? You're buying a luxury product, okay? You're buying something that's of a higher prestige and you're getting what you pay for. When you buy an SD DuPont, you're making a statement, okay? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to buy one. You don't have to believe in an expensive lighter if you want a fourteen ninety nine lighter from Zycar. They make great lighters too, you know. And if that's up your wheelhouse, it is. But when it comes to Dupont, you know, it's not. It's not just the name. It's not just what it is. It's you're buying a, a very meticulously handcrafted product um, that's exceptional. And th I mean, and you get what you get. I mean, you're talking about products that last a lifetime. Um, some of the sharpest cutters I've ever used in my life. Um, you know, some of the the most functional jet lighters that I've ever used. I don't, I've never had a DuPont jet lighter die on me. Um, they have great customer service. I mean, it, it's everything about it. You know, it's like buying it's like buying Rolls Royce. I mean, you get you get what you pay for. They're 
they're, they're the best of the best, and that's that's simply the yeah. That's, I, I, that's I all agree. there is to it. They're pieces of art as well. You know, I mean, it, and not yeah. to mention that, I mean, it's like an heirloom that you know you'll hand down to family when the time comes. So. That's very true. That's very true. I still see vintage. I see line ones out there for you know people who you know are not very familiar. There was the line one before the line two. Um, yeah, and I still see some of those around, and people take good care of them, and they still use them. You know, and um, yeah. they're 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 great. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to uh, to read that off. That's our that's our cutting and lighting tonight. Brought to you by SD Dupont, the exceptional. Um, so, gentlemen, one of the things I wanted to bring up here before we get too deep into the cigar talk was so foods always seems to be a topic of conversation in this industry. I don't know what it is. Um, but it, it just, it always is. These the cigar shows have turned into food shows, apparently. Um, so I figured, you know, why not keep that spirit alive here at Smoking Tobacco? And let's talk about yet another food thing that I discovered for the first time. I did not get yelled at, though, because I didn't fuck up and not get the cheesecake. Um, and I actually didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. Kevin bought it. So everyone in the show here is involved because Kevin and Barbara who I love very much, sent us a wonderful gift set box of Italian rainbow cookies, which Kevin didn't even know what they were, and I told him, you need to fucking get your life together. Um, <laughs> <'cause they're> fantastic. <laughs> Come on, Kevin, let's go. It's, you're like, I can't believe you don't know about those. So just, damn. Um, and then I didn't know, I didn't know the, I, and actually the name actually eludes me off the top of my head. Coop, I know you know the name of the bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Give it to me. Venerios. Yes. Um, yep. So he played super coy all week. I was asking people. I got. I didn't know. Team. I didn't know. I didn't know who it was from until you told me. By the way, I didn't know yeah. who it was until I got it. So yeah, I didn't know who sent it. Yeah. And so I, w- I got a notification on my UPS because I have a UPS business account. So I get notified every time someone sends me a package. And I saw that I was getting a gold belly. I was like, huh. That's interesting. Where is that coming from? And I asked everyone I know because I don't really give my address out to anybody. So I'm like, it's got to be someone that has my address. So I asked Kevin, and he's like, no. No, I don't know what Goldbelly is. He played so dumb. I'm like, oh, all right. I didn't think anything of it. And I'm like, who the fuck is sending me food? Like, this is so random. <laughs> Nicole's like, maybe it's the people at work. Although the people at her work already sent us an edible arrangement. I'm like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. And then it came, and I opened it up, and there was a message inside, and it was from Kevin and Barbara. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And I called him on the phone right away. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, here, I'm like, I already know he knows why I'm calling because. You like, did the worst Kevin in the trade, by the way. Well, yeah, I, got, I mean, I got, I got the shipping notification, and literally, like, as soon as the shipping notification cleared my phone, it rings, and it's Matt. And I'm like, so I know why he's calling, but I'm still going to continue to play dumb. I call you every day, though. I mean, it's not like... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, why, I mean what if, there's a coincidence with that phone call. I mean, come on. Ugh. But that was so hard to, like, just not even let on. And then when you bought the the thing that I didn't know what Gold Belly was, I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they come, and I open it up, and I take a nice picture to post on social media. And right away, you know, like Alan Rubin talking about the Yankees, Coop came out of nowhere and was like, oh, is that Nereos? Oh, my God. And I was like, 
Something tells me that if I don't say the right thing, this is going to be a Junior's Cheesecake thing all over. No, the no, no, no. he no, was no, like, no, 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 you did good. You did good. Like, this is a good place. And I didn't know anything about it. And it's funny, Coop, I don't know if I told you this, but when I asked Kevin, I go, so, like, did you like? Do you know this bakery? Did you pick it random? And Kevin said that he kind of picked it random. So it kind of was like no one really knew what they were getting, but you know the place really well. And you were like, man, it, this place is like a, a gem. And I figured I'd leave you the, the opportunity to uh, to talk it up tonight. Yeah, Venerios is located in the East Village of New York. Uh, it's on, on 11th Street. And, you know, Matt, when you showed me the notification, I said, hey, Matt, you could probably tell where it's from because of where it ships out of, right? But what was interesting is this shipped out of the Gold Belly offices, right? I'm like, yes. that's weird, right? Because the Gold Belly offices are in New York, and they're on the west side. They're not too far from there. So they must have, like, literally picked that up from there and shipped it from their office, right? That's kind of, I guess, what happened with that. Yeah. Because that explained it. Um, so I know this place well because it's – well, Matt, this is a place – got to be honest – Junior's Cheesecake, you should have known. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I mean, <laughs> someone, should have, someone should have helped you out with Junior's Cheesecake. There Cheesecake. we go. Here we uh, go. Venerios, Venerios <laughs> is very, this is more of a niche place. You have, really, it, you have to know the neighborhood and everything like that. And when I, I worked in New York for a while, I covered all the New York State, uh, all the New York City agencies. And we, a lot of times we would meet at Venerios for coffee in the morning before we tackle, you know, my, my partner would tackle some of the, uh, uh, sales calls for the day in, in uh, the city agency. So, and then funny thing is, I used to go smoke in the afternoon at a place called Florio's, not too far from Venerio's either. So uh, Florio's was a, an Italian restaurant that had smoking lounge upstairs. So I know the area. They're known for their cannolis, by the way. Uh, Venerio's cannolis are probably the thing that they're most known of. But the rainbow cookies, I've had them. They're really good. I mean, um, you got this was a very good pick. But it's not something unless you really know New York. Either you have to live in Manhattan or know this area to know this place. But if you if you know this place, you know what you're getting is what I'm saying. So I did know this place. So that actually gives makes me actually kind of trust Gold Belly because I just went on and I searched for you know the Italian rainbow cookies. I searched for the highest rated ones, and that's what popped up. So they're really good. They're really good. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. what they got. I knew nothing. I knew nothing of the cookie. I knew nothing of the bakeries. I mean, there were several bakeries on there that offered them, yeah. but that yeah. one was so much significantly higher rated than everyone else that that was the obvious yeah. choice. I also, yeah, I mean, I also yeah. never drop hints for like stuff that I want because I don't usually like. I don't. It's not oh, that I don't like gifts. <laughs> what? Would you just say you never drop hints? You never drop hints. <laughs> the cigar industry stuff is different. But okay. <laughs> when it comes to like gifts, right? Like I don't usually drop hints about gifts and stuff because I don't, you know, I don't need gifts, right? You know, I I'm lucky enough that I can buy all my own stuff and I don't need people to buy stuff for me, you know. But after <laughs> after getting an edible arrangement the other day as a gift for the baby, I was just really in the mood and I was like, damn, if anyone wanted to give me some rainbow cookies, that would be fucking tit. And like Kevin did. And I was like, oh shit, that actually worked out. Well, that's just to, to, your, to your point, I mean, you never drop hints about anything. You Even when we talk on the phone, you never really say anything, you know, I'd like to have this or like to have that. So you said that. I'm like, well, done. Yeah, see? Rainbow cookies it is. I told you. I, I, yeah. I, when it comes to gifts, I don't. I don't, well, I don't like, you know, I just, cause I, I don't need gifts. People don't have to buy me anything. Yeah. It's all good. But like, yeah, I was like, man, yeah, I, I, I can't, I don't have time to run over to Mike's right now. So <laughs> maybe, I don't know. And Kevin came right. through. I gotta, I gotta give it to him. Uh, rainbow, just, rainbow just, cookies. Good stuff. Go ahead, yeah. 
I was going to say good stuff is rainbow cookies, yeah. Well, Coop, he, I, I, he, I, he had told me he had never had rainbow cookies. He's like, I didn't even know what those were. And I was like, what? Come I've on. never had uh, rainbow it, cookies. It, it, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a northeast thing for sure is what I'll say. Kevin, the Italians okay, built uh, Las Vegas. There's, there's a, probably like a, a dozen off strip, yeah, like yeah. no tour yeah, There's Italian bakeries here for sure. See, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna and, have to go. And find go to some, some local Italian yeah. bakeries and get some. All right, and yeah. go, don't yeah. be afraid to shop around because everyone makes them a little different. Some yeah. people are stingy and, with the raspberry, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. But what I'll say, Matt, is you know, okay, this was you, we're not gonna get blamed for this because first you were sent this, right? Yep. Second, um. You were in Junior's Cheesecake and opted to go to Cinnabon. I mean, that was what the that was what the cardinal sin you committed was. I, you were dead. I okay, did not know. I did not know that someone I... someone should have intervened on you. I'll be, I'm not blaming you on that one. Someone in there said, "What? You don't want to try our cheesecake? It's the world famous Junior's Cheesecake." I can't. Yes, yes, Alan Rubin. I know what a black and white cookie is. Oh, yes, Alan. Thank you. You know, by the way, I get the black and white cookies down at um. Down yes, at um, so Brooklyn Water Bagel in Florida, by the way. <laughs> yes, Alan, thank you. Yeah. Kevin, have you been to Brooklyn Water Bagel in South Florida? I've not. You, that's something you got to when you get down there. Uh, they're in the Palm Beach area, they're around Boynton Beach and all. That. Uh, okay. They have unbelievable bagels, but they do have great black and white cookies. I always pick up a few of them when I drive back home from from there. I have actually heard of that place. I have not been there. So I think I want to yeah. say Abe or somebody that recommended it to me when we were down there before. Maybe, maybe yeah, I took the, the I took Ben guys. there and I took Ben there and he's a new man after after being there. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like Italian bakery, rainbow cookies, black and white cookies, Lacy's, um, champagne cookies, mm -hmm. um, the almond cookies. Those are good. Um, you know, you can't go wrong. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put black and white cookies in the Italian bakery category, would you? No. Well, no, but I it's, wouldn't. It's one of I those things no. that when I go to a bakery, like an Italian bakery, that's a good bakery, and if they got them, like I'll get them because I like those. I like yeah. an assortment. I get a, I, when I go to a bakery, like I, you know, I don't get like a little bag. I I walk out of there with a box because I, I like to eat. One of the best black and white cookies I ever had came from uh, Mary's Coin Laundry in Miami when I got a Cuban sandwich. Mm. They had some amazing black and white cookies there. I imagine I haven't had a good Cuban sandwich in a while. The place right across from El Tito and the Bronze, we had Willie Herrera on the other night. He even said that's the, one of the best places to get him, and I agree. It was a uh, well, great we have stuff. A dest we have a destination for when we go to Miami in in uh, November. Oh, you go! Oh, I'm gonna be down there too. Yeah, we're going for yeah, Lizona Palooza. We're, we're going too. Ben and I are going down. Sweet. Oh, look at that! Look at this! It's like a little, you know, little, little yeah, little group yeah. trip happening. So right I think here. we're gonna. I think we're definitely gonna be making a uh, a Miami uh, little Havana run. So yeah, we'll definitely have to keep you posted on that. So cool. we are. Oh, for this will sure. be that this, be fun. this will be Miami trip number eight. I think nine. So you eight or nine? I have to. I, 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 it's, it, no, the record's already been set. This has been the record. Yeah, I I don't I don't envision going to Miami before November at this point though. Uh, I am I am going to Texas next week, and then it looks like we're taking a. Uh, my wife and I are going to be going to Tennessee in October, so I don't see a Miami trip coming. Okay, we're gonna be going into the uh, Smoky Mountains. Get a you know get a cabin out there, which is some of the most beautiful countries. So, 
Oh, especially um, that time of year. That's going to be an awesome trip. It's it's the best time of the year to go. Um, and they like Dollywood and stuff out there. So, you know, there's a lot of things to do out there, too. Oh, shit. Jay Davis is with us tonight. Um, and so is Dan Thompson. And uh, Jay reminded me, let's give a happy anniversary to Dan Thompson. 17 beautiful years. Congratulations, Dan. Congratulations, Dan. I did see that earlier. I had a very busy day. Uh, but I, I did see it in my scroll, and thank you, Jay, for reminding me because I wanted to give Dan a nice shout-out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Thompson, best wishes. Happy anniversary. That's right. That's right. Dan, what's the secret? You know, how did you make it last this long? You know, I, what, 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 what can you share with us? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's our. That's kind of like our, our little our – little, uh, sorry, we got all jangled here. Uh, we went from talking about food to Lazona Palooza and then Miami and I forget where we were at. Oh yeah, I'm we sorry. were talking about you know, we, were, we were finishing up uh, the Gold Belly segment. Mm. Yeah, the Gold Belly segment. That's right. Yep. Yep. We should get a food sponsor for this show. I mean, seriously. I mean, we spend so much time talking about food now. You know. Yeah, that's true. Get a food company to sponsor us. Yeah. Why does it have to only be cigar companies? You know. It's not exclusive. Um, and they have the money, the food companies, too. <laughs> yeah, they <I> know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Coop, you want to talk about free samples. I mean, I, food-free samples is where it's at. I mean, you get to eat for free. Oh, Come yeah. On. Come on. Yeah. There's nothing Absolutely. better than free food, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, no, but somehow you're is man. the best price in the world. Uh, free. F-R-E-E. Especially when it comes to food, though, you know? Yeah, but it's a cardinal sin in the cigar world that you get it. You ask for a free sample. It is a cardinal sin. Just remember that. Oh, God forbid. You should be flogged. You should be flogged. You should be shamed because you asked for a free sample. I got flogged and shamed for turning down a free sample. Does that count? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a rarity, man. I know that story. That wasn't Kevin's fault. So, um, <laughs> the uh, I'm not gonna get into it though. But anyway, um, Coop, why don't we uh, yes. why don't we get to this now? Because I I wanna I wanna have fun with the rest of the show, and this might be a little okay. more of a serious tone. I, you already okay. know where I'm going at, but once yeah. you, once you get to it now, um, yeah. So um, you know I love. One thing I do like about this show is, you know, we, we get a lot of great feedback from uh, our audience either during the show, but occasionally we get the feedback after the show. Um, and there was some feedback on our, our segment we were doing last week. And this was in regards, Matt, to um, when we were talking about the issue of, and it was in particular Nova Cigars. And we were talking about how Nova Cigars basically bypassed the media and chose to go directly to the PCA to give information about a cigar they were releasing at the show. And, in fact, they also gave PCA the uh, cigar to review, right? And, you know, we, we basically, Matt and I basically were not happy about that. And neither was most of the media about that, right? Um, because we just felt it was bypassing the media here. Um and we got into a little bit of a discussion on this, right? And um, it led to – first of all, Matt, we may have to cut this into two weeks because I have a lot on this tonight, okay? I it got led to a comment. Let's, let's do it. 
No, but you guys, if you guys need to cut this, just shut me up at some point, okay? Right. Um, because I have a lot to talk about with this. Okay. Uh, it led to a comment by someone by the name of Luigi Napolitano, 2851. We'll just call him Luigi. Uh, and I'm going to read the comment outright, and then I'm going to go into my response to each component of this. I'm going to get my there's drink like, ready. There's a this couple. good. Yeah, there's, a, there's like three comments. I don't even think we'll get to the second and third tonight, but let me just at least get to the first one. We'll see what happens. So he starts out, Coop, I love you. But the fact that you feel these companies are obligated to go to the media and let you guys know when things are happening is preposterous. You're a journalist. Go find the story. The manufacturers have no obligation to give you the stories. It's your job to go find them. You have no issues going to other media outlets for news, as you admitted here with Half Wheel. Maybe there's a reason these cigar makers don't go to you. The same reason you don't go to them. You're not a big enough draw. They don't get the R. They don't get the ROI from giving you info, just like you do. The fact that you're doing a PCA recap a month and a half after the PCA ended is Exhibit A. Stories are passing you by because you're working on something that happened a month and a half ago. You need to be more proactive and stop expecting brands to feed you stories. There's a reason Halfway gets the story first. This is the first of three comments I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about tonight. All right. I want to break this down line by line here. Okay. For, but before I do that, I felt that Luigi's comments, and there's a couple more that followed after this, are showing me he either doesn't follow my site close enough or not at all. And, but the, on the flip side, I don't think he understands how I operate. And if you read that, Half Wheel's words were used about four or five times probably in that. Uh, like that, two times. Uh, two times. So I think he's trying to compare me to Half Wheel, which I don't think is a fair comparison. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down these things. I'm actually curious on, on Kevin and, and Matt's input as I break this down. Tell me if I'm right or wrong here. So the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to say the fact that you feel these companies are obligated to go to the media and let you guys know things are happening is preposterous. No. I'm going to give you a straight out. The answer is absolutely not. They're using the media to promote their products. Using the media as a way to promote their products such that maybe they don't have to go and spend advertising money to do it because they can get the word out for free through the media. So in my book, okay, comp I do feel companies are obligated to give you that. Now, if there's a story that you have to kind of, in terms of products, I think, now, if there's a story you're trying to develop, right, and you're trying to get information for maybe a, a more of a theme type of story, maybe something around the FDA or something, then you have to do a little more and get investigative journalism, right? But the idea is, no, these companies, they should be feeding the media because what happens when you go to a trade show, guys, and you didn't cover this company? What do they say to you? Well, how come you're not covering me? I'm like, you didn't tell me about it. How come you covered my cigar? Did, did you tell me about it? Now, let me kind of break this down a little more. I On Coop, right, I would say 80% of my traffic come from 20% of the companies. It's that 80-20 rule. So for the most part, when I have to go – and about the amount of content I do on news, it's about half and half from press releases and not press releases. Matt, how many times have you asked me did you get a press release on this, right? You've asked me this a lot of times, right, because sometimes you haven't gotten it, right? Well, you, you like yeah, to I check in with everyone else and say, like, well, who's getting sent right, what right. and making sure everyone's yeah, on the yeah. same page. Yeah. 
Right, right, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But you, yep. many times, how many times have I told you? No, I didn't get this from a press release. I kind of worked this, right? Mm-hmm. So this guy, if it's a guy, if it's a guy say I'm not going to find the stories. It's kind of ridiculous. The thing is, when I'm going to find the stories, what I'm doing is I'm focusing on those twenty percent of the company. I'm not focused. Look, I'm sorry. It's nothing against Nova. I am not going to be spending cycles to get something to Nova that's already been given to the PCA and already reported by the PCA. So, for example, uh, Luigi, did you did you read that we broke the story on the conviction by Rocky Patel? That's right. The conviction was first on the Coop site, right? That was a major release at the trade show. You didn't read that in Half Wheel. You didn't read that in Cigar Aficionado. But if you were reading Coop, you know that that story came from us first, before anybody else, weeks before anybody else we had that story. All the Steve Saka stuff was reported back in in March, right? So I'm gonna kind of, I want you to kind of hold that thought, Luigi, because you kind of made some accusations about being a month and a half behind, and I, I want to get there, right? So I do think, okay, um, I do think that the manufacturers have a responsibility. And my question to you guys is, am I wrong on that? Do they have a responsibility to tell the media about this stuff? Kevin, you go first. I'm gonna say, and I'm yes, okay if you disagree 100%. with me. I'm okay if you disagree with me. I'm okay. I'm okay if you disagree with me on this, guys. Just so you know. No, I, I agree 100. percent And it's, I mean, it's ironic that you actually just just said that because um, Dan Thompson, you know, in the comments here, I, I don't think Matt's put it up yet, but Dan Thompson, I mean, he agrees 100. percent You know, I mean, that's what we're there for. That's the purpose. You know, it's it's their outlet to get their news out to the masses, and that's what we're there for. So, I mean, yeah. come on. It's not – It's not. that's why I have an issue with the PCA doing media and having their media person going out there and competing for stories on behalf of the PCA with the actual media outlets when yeah. – it, 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 no. It, it's our yeah. job to get the story out there for you. That's how this yeah. – everyone, everyone has a role. You know, right. factories make cigars, you know – Brands either have factories or they buy them from factories and they market them and they sell them. You know, sales reps are on the road. They sell them. The PCA does all the legislative stuff. They put on a trade show to raise money and they sell membership and all that. But the media's job is to convey information. That is our fucking job, okay? And that's how I'm going to say it because it's true. That is our job. And I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about that. And I will say, shame on Nova because I know those people. All right. Shame and on I, them too. And I, I like them. I like them. But respectfully, I got to be fair here because also being in the media is about being fair. Shame yeah. on them because they did not handle that situation well. And I know that everyone else who is reputable media, who is, or at least the people who were in the, the room of the press conference at the trade show back in July, um, I know they all felt the same way. So, and in fact, it was Patrick Legreed who asked the board at the meeting about specifically Nova yeah. and that situation. So shame yep. on them because I don't even really blame the PCA hundred percent on that one. Like I blame Nova as the brand for being like, Oh, we're only going to go over there and uh, just like fuck everybody else. Essentially is how it felt. So yeah. that's where, that's where I stand on that issue. I yeah. mean, we don't know if that was the intent behind how they did what they did, but that's the result. That's how it. They that's did how it did. So, I, so yeah. I agree with. So I agree with you. Shame on them for for doing that. Because I mean, even if it wasn't your intent to screw something, screw somebody right. over, 
you still yeah. screw somebody over, yeah. so yeah. shame on you for screwing yeah. somebody over. Yeah. Oh, I want to point out, Luigi, the Padron, your, your cigar to your sample was also broken by Cigar Coop, in case you didn't uh, know that one either. That's a pretty big company. Um, and some of these things, some of these companies, they don't send press releases, by the way. Padron so, doesn't. Padron doesn't, right? Um, Fuente occasionally sends it. Sometimes they don't. It depends on what um, it is. Oh, Product oh, releases, yeah. they usually don't. It's usually for other things it's usually for the other things right so i mean we cover those types of things these are things that we do cover but you know for example you had a you had a story today on smoking tobacco from a company that i have been trying that there's a small company that is not on this company we don't have the press release on coop because for five years i've been trying to get on their mailing list right and they're such a small company right that there's a point where I just say, you know what? I'm pulling on the rope at this point. How much am I – every time they put out something, what am I going to do? Call them up and try to get the information from them when now it's too late? So I'm not – There's sometimes there's a reason why we're late is we're not on the list. But there's not a lot of those cases is what I want to say. There's not a lot of those cases where I'm saying we're late to the party. All the times we're, we're late is because we're embargoed for a long period of time um, from, from, from getting the press release. Um, and that leads to the next comment, okay? You have no issues going to other media outlets for news, as you had admitted, with Half Wheel. Um, we don't do that with Half Wheel, by the way, because Half Wheel has never blocked us, embargoed us on a story. So what we won't do is we won't go to Half Wheel and say, Half Wheel reported that uh, the Bocock Brothers are released. And this Bocock Brothers actually wasn't the company. But the Bocock Brothers are released in these container things, right? Those are cool, um, by the way. Just want to say that. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are cool. Right. Those are cool. I like because that. The reason, is, the reason is Half Wheel doesn't. We don't, I don't do that. I don't need to do that type because they never embargo us, right? They've never embargoed us, even blocking us. Right. However, maybe they for an hour or two, that's fine. But print magazines have embargoed us. You got to understand that, and we're prevented from touching this story for forty-eight hours at times, and we can't even put a. If we put the story up, we have to kind of reference where we got the story from, which is the print publication, and often we can't put the picture in there, right? So. There's things that happen. So that's the case where I talked about where if I have no issue going to another media outlet, it's only if we're completely blocked on that story <laughs> that we don't do it. And it's got to be something, again, that's newsworthy. I'm sorry. As cool as the containers were, the Bocock brothers were not a newsworthy story in my book. I'm being honest here. But that's just that's just me, right? But that wasn't, by the way, that wasn't the company I'm talking about. The, so you can maybe if folks want to figure it out and they go to smokingtobacco.com. I'm not going to say it, but look at so, that cigar. Yeah, Coop's so that, a real friend. He's even promoting smokingtobacco.com. That's a real friend. You well, know? we, you know, yeah, that's yeah, a we, real we, friend. In fairness, in fairness, <laughs> with the Bocock brothers, um, I don't think we were on that press list. So I actually I tried to get on it today. It's not like I've been trying for five years and then talked to the owner of the company and have asked to get on there and still can't get on there. And then he wonders why we're not giving him coverage, right? There's a point where you just say it's enough. You, you you're not getting me the traffic, right? So I have to focus on those companies in that twenty percent range that are giving me the traffic, right? That's driving my website. All right. So here's the next one. Maybe there's a reason these cigar makers don't go to you. The same reason you don't go to them. You're not a big enough draw. They don't get the ROI from giving you info. Okay. This is the one where the gloves are coming off here. Okay. Um, I do not. I have never talked publicly about our traffic, our absolute traffic numbers on Cigar Coop. I may talk about a relative increase we've had, but I have never talked about our numbers publicly. I have disclosed my numbers to companies, uh, sponsors, and non-sponsors. Uh, I have disclosed numbers to them in the confidence of that. Okay, so all I know is, Luigi, 
I don't know. You must what, have gotten hold of. I don't you know. Got, you got I don't hold. know. Hold on one second. I don't know what the fuck just happened. There we go. I don't yeah. know what I clicked. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were all just. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't know where you base these numbers off. Is my question here, right? To you, actually. Where did you come up that my I don't have an ROI? Where did you come up that I'm not big enough, right? I'm trying to understand it. You you made this statement, right, saying I'm not big enough. I'm not a big enough draw, and I don't bring the ROI. Um, where did you get that from? Because here's the thing. I got over 20 sponsors, right? I've been very good at retaining our sponsors. We've had increase in traffic for 13 straight years. Now, I, I will say we grew 29% last year, which was huge, right? We had a huge increase. Um, so there's companies that do and, – and if company – said, hey, I want to work with you in news, and they asked me for my statistics, I'll give it to them. And, oh, by the way, it's a Google Analytics report, so you know it's totally legitimate is what I'm doing here, right? So I don't know where you got this comment from or where your basis was for your comment. Your comment is off base is what I'm saying. How dare you say that I don't, ha I don't have an ROI? How dare you say I don't have these numbers when you don't have any evidence of this? If you have the evidence, share it with me. I'd love to know. Because you you know you can't just shoot from the hip and say I'm not big enough. And look, am I am I bigger than a fish? I don't know. Am I bigger than half? No. But I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm small either, right? I think I've been doing this for 13 years. I think I'm knowing where I am, right? And for you to say that they're not getting an ROI from me, um, you know, I don't understand it. And a lot of times the ROI is all you gotta do is send me the same info you sent to someone else, right? So the ROI. Uh, is minimal in most cases, unless you're using the approach of a company that what I call does lazy marketing. And what lazy marketing is, is they don't want to write a press release. They'll go to one, they'll go to one media source to write their press release. And after that, they will um, take that press release and they'll use it in their own collateral, marketing collateral, right? Now, I've gotten away from a lot of that in recent. I won't, what happens with me is if a company wants me to write their press release, right, for them, they have to agree to give – look, you can't share that with the world, right? You can't – it's an article at that point. If, if you want me to write your press release for you, you have to pay me to do that. You know what I'm saying? I can't give you my article to give to my competition. That's just not fair. You know, so a lot of times, you know, we, we won't – I won't take that approach with it is the answer. Is, you know – and I, I know there's one company out there that, you know, they, they're mad at me because I won't, I won't play ball like that with them. But they've taken another media brand's – so-called press releases or articles, and then they send them out to their retailers. So we, I won't play that game with them on that. So I just wanted to kind of, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not saying I'm the biggest drawer out there, but for, to make a comment like that with no factual substantiation out there, I'm like Missouri, guys. Show me. Show me that I don't have a good <laughs> ROI, and I'll be the first one to listen here. All right. Here, I mean, like, like I took that guy's comments as, if you if you're not aficionado or half wheel, you ain't shit and you're not be doing good. it, yeah, which is yeah. which is which is a hundred percent wrong. I mean, that is just like, dude, wake up and and see what's yeah. out there and see what we do. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. read our posts, you know, watch our coverage, see what we do. Yeah, the one yep. thing I'll say is, you know, half wheel and aficionado, they've been around a long time and they have great reach. Um. Obviously, but that doesn't mean that the rest of us, you know, aren't as good or don't don't cover the ground. And not to mention uh, the fact that the rest of us still get access 
and go through doors and have relationships and have experiences with well, things that still most people don't get. Yeah. Most people who still operate in cigar media do not have. And yeah. that's not me. I'm only saying that as an example of, you know, you don't see and hear everything that we all do. Right. You don't know everything that we know or you don't realize. But there's more there's more to me and Coop um, as an example than I think people realize. That if they did know how much stuff we were involved in and all that, oh, shit, oh, wow. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, we don't share every detail, but we have yep. access to. And, you know, because people do respect us and they like what we do yep. and they trust us. And yep. it's because we've built that, you know, reputation and relationships and whatever you want to call it. Um, it's multiple facets, but uh, that's, you know, that's the reality. Um, you know, yep. and I can tell you, you know, I know the Coop team works hard every day on their shit. I know you, Kevin will tell you. I mean, Kevin will tell you how I yep. am with the guys. I don't fuck around. Um, yeah. And he'll tell you. Um, no, I, and that's, I, that's I another idea. On a whole other point to what you're saying too is, I mean, on top of like the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, the, the majority of the people don't know about, you know, I mean, you know, I work 50, 60 hours a week at a real job on top of having to spend the time to do this. And I mean, it's just, you, you find a time to make it work. And I mean, we don't have, you know, the resources of the teams and stuff to go out and, and, you know, cover everything in, what some people consider a timely manner. I think we do a great job to get the coverage out that we get when we get it. The other thing I think you got to remember too, is that the boys at half wheel who, again, I have nothing but respect for. I know all of them and they're yep. great. They do this full time. Okay. So like their regular job, like what they do all day is this. So they have all day, every day to be calling manufacturers and rating and digging for information. The rest of us, have regular jobs that we do, and then, like Kevin said, and on the, the whatever free time we have, we spend on this. And I'll tell you, you know, Charlie and Brooks, back in the day, you know, they were like any other cigar bloggers, and they put in the time, and that they wanted it, and they built up a business where that's what they do full time now. So, you know, and they've been around longer than we have, and so of course, like they they're at that point. Um, the rest of us are, are are getting there slowly but steadily. We are getting there. I mean, I, I don't share a lot of, you know, the smoke and tobacco back end stuff because it's, it's not really like a topic of conversation. We don't, yeah, we don't but need like, it. We but, like, we it. review the analytics, and I can tell you year after year after year, we have multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. And we're still multiplying, and we're still growing, and we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And and anything takes time. And with time, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now yeah. that we are on a trajectory to be there. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that is being worked on in the background, at least at Smoke and Tobacco, that a lot of people don't know about. Um, and you know, don't 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 discount don't discount us. Uh, well, the, the shit that you know, this was a real. This this comment about about big enough and not ROI was just I understand you're saying I'm not as big as half wheel enough, but to make a comment like that where you have no substantiation of what my back end business is, right? Shame on you. I mean that's just I mean, I gotta be honest, it's almost borderline slanderous in my book, right? To say something like that. Right? So I mean that's just wrong, okay? 
Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm not obligated to, to disclose my numbers, and I won't do that. But I could tell you, you could talk to companies, and they obviously have seen the numbers um, is what I could tell you. So, and we, there's certain companies we provide the numbers to every month. Okay. So we give them an analytics report every month on that because they want to see very detailed, very detailed analytics on this stuff. So we have it. Let me, let me kind of address this third. The, well, there's, there's more to come after this. This is Go just ahead. the first comment. So he says, the fact that you're doing a PCA recap a month and a half after PCA ended is exhibited A. Stories are passing you out because you're working on something that happened a month and a half ago. All right, let me address that one. I think because this one's a little more of you're trying to compare us to half wheel a little, okay? Um, and I can understand maybe where this one came from. The answer is we're not covering stories a month and a half. If you have followed the way we do coverage on Cigar Coop, it's very product-centric. It's very granular to the product level. How many times have you seen stuff before the trade show and after the trade show we say, this cigar is coming out at the trade show, but uh, this cigar was released at the trade show afterwards. Padron, uh, brings me, Padromo 30th is a great example of that, right? So that did not take a month and a half to do. We try to do as much as we can before the show, and I try to get that done two weeks after the show. If you saw something that was reported on for the first time by Cigar Coop a month and a half ago, please share the link with me. I'd love to know where we were a month and a half behind on reporting on the product. Now, here's where I think he's getting confused. We have our booth recaps, okay, which are called PCA reports, okay? Those are classified as not news. If you look in our classification, they're classified as feature stories, okay? Meaning they're not really meant to be as timely, right? Now, I don't know if I've ever explained how we do the booth reports on, on Cigar Coop. I think we do it differently than, than you guys. Like, you guys did a great job, for example, of, of describing the booths, right? This is, this is how it was, right? I tend to look at mine as a, uh, a little, um, how can I put it, uh, state of the company report, right? It's kind of the way I've written mine. So, so I do a, a PCA report on EP Carrillo. This is, it's kind of like the state of EP Carrillo, right? We sort them at the trade show. This is what they have, and here's where I think the themes are. Here's where I think their strategies and visions are. Those are not things that need to be released, like, two days after the trade show, okay? So we kind of spread those out in our PCA reports, and they, do go, they did go out a month and a half, right? But you can't, do, you can't do 90 of those like we did this year. You just can't, right? So I think if you're comparing our PCA reports to the half-wheel ones, they are going to be, a, half, be a, a month and a half behind. However, if you go onto the big board and you look at those individual products and when you reported on those products, I think for the most part we reported on them pretty timely. I think we did it. And there was plenty of products that we reported on that weren't press release related. So this is one where I can – all right, I'll give you – he may be a little confused on that one, but – that's where I'm just telling you is if you're comparing our PCA reports, half wheels were designed to be more of news news ones. They wanted to get those out quick right after the show. That's how they did. But ours were ours were not as much. Those PCA reports aren't meant to rehash what we did in the product reports. They're more meant to say, here's what the company's doing. Uh, you know, another good example was like you know we did the Ford's ones we talked about like Matt Booth's first year at at, um, at Ford's right. You know, it wasn't really as much as talking about Johnny Tobacco. We had a separate article on that. It was more talking about those types of things. Not something you really need to kind of get out uh, that quick, but, you know, it's spread out. So that, that's where that came from. So I, want, I wanted him to – that's where I think we're being compared to Half Wheel, and it's not really fair because we operate differently there. Yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say is everybody kind of does – look, everybody does trade show coverage, okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. There are some people that go to the trade show and they just do video yep. interviews. We did that in the very beginning because, you know, we were still kind of figuring it out. But now we do written pieces as well. We do video and we yeah. do written pieces. Um, we can't get everything because of the capacity that we currently have. But as I said, that's constantly changing we, year after we, year. We had to cut down booths. Co- and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to a comment in a minute on this. Yeah. And so, you know, we try to cover as much as we can and, our, you know, we try to cover the stuff that we know is going to get the most traffic first. Obviously, I'll be very honest with you because in our business, that's how ah, it works. That's it's about the traffic. Right, right. So yeah. we have to try to cover the most traffic stuff first. Um, and then from there, we do the best we can. But, yeah, we can't cover every single booth in a written piece, even yeah. with the videos. Yeah. I mean, we, listen, yeah. the guys got yeah. – we, we cover a lot of ground this year at the show. But – you know, yeah. with the videos, but with the with the write ups, you know, we we got a, we got a good amount out, but right, you know, we can only do so much, and then you get to a point where, you know, it's like, all right, we need to move on to other things, um, and utilize the manpower that we have for other things. We have right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of work to do, you know, still, but you know, it was my first year really on this end of it, being able to do that, and. I gotta say, it's it was absolutely overwhelming, you know, the amount of work that's required after, you know, with the team that we have yeah. and the capacity that we have, you just can't get it all out there, and then it leads you to, you know, do, then you got to pick and choose, and then, well, is so and so going to be pissed off that we didn't put this out, or so and so pissed off that we didn't put that out, and it's just it, it creates a whole other conundrum, you know. So I'll I'll be yeah. I'll be I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, so the trade show stuff ended, and then. You know, we get into August, you know, to now, and, you know, my team was told, look, we got to start looking at end of the year stuff because we there's a lot that we got to still uh, check in with. Next month, we, we end of the year is next month. End of October for both of us, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, we, we got stuff to do. Yeah. We're also, you know, and I'm not really going to comment a lot on this, but just for the sake of the conversation, to prove a point, um, Smoke and Tobacco is currently in the process of rebuilding its website. Um, and it's going to be a massive redevelopment. So my guys are also preparing to deal with that. So I need them to be focused on end-of-the-year stuff, finishing what reviews they need for the year, and then preparing to go to a new website. So there's a lot of stuff that we're busy with in our spare time. So and anybody who knows anything about those things knows that is a lot of work. Um, so that's kind of like where we're at. This is right. like a second full-time job for me. I mean, I am so yeah. thankful that my that my loving wife Barb is understanding and supportive of it and enjoys cigars as much as me. Same. So while I'm in here working, she can sit here and enjoy, and we can still spend time together while I'm, you know, doing this on the back yeah. end. You know, because you yeah. come home from after a ten-hour day at work mm-hmm. and spend four to six hours doing this, yeah. it gets it gets yeah. tiring real quick. But it's what has to be done to get it out there. Yeah. Um, I'll wrap. I'll wrap up this first comment, and then I want to get to a second comment. He says you need to be more proactive and stop expecting brands to feed you stories. There's a reason half gets the story first. Again, what I'll just say on that is, um, I think it's again we aren't. That, that's not the case. It's just probably these small companies. I do expect them to be more proactive and feed me the stories. If you're a store exclusive, you better damn feed me the story, or you're not even gonna. And you better feed it to me the same day, and you better feed it to me before it's on the shelf. Uh. Otherwise, I ain't doing it. So, I mean, there is different levels of expectation I have with that. Look, am I going to go to Carlito Fuente? And, 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 and No, he's got the relationship with aficionado longer than I've been smoking cigars. So, of course, I'm not going to do that, right? He's had the relationship but with aficionado longer than I've been alive. He's had, Yeah, it, believe me, there's, there's, there's things with that, you know. 
But, you know, if you're a company that's that's around for three months, six months, and, and, you know, we try to reach out to you and, you know, we don't get the response. Like, and look, this is where it's going to get into the next comment here. Because Luigi's second comment to me, and there's a lot of comments, but I'm only going to read three. This is the second of the three. The first one was a big one. This is a short one. You cannot dismiss a booth at the show, then get mad when they don't send you a press release. No, it's the other way around. We're not, the only way we, why we dismiss a booth at the show is basically we have to have the relationship with them. Or we want, or maybe we'll try to get the relationship with them, but it's prioritized. And if you're a newer company and you haven't been talking to us for 361 days of the year, I can't now suddenly spend use those four days to suddenly get to know you when we've tr we, we have a lot of mechanisms on coop to try to get you to, to communicate with us we reach out to your companies beforehand we have a virtual trade show every year right where you have an opportunity to talk about your products and we've also told any company if we miss you at the, at the trade show um give us a you know if you want some coverage we'll get on a zoom call and do it we we, we we've made ourselves very available right but i can dismiss the company when and i dismissed no and i made the comment because i dismissed nova right when Nova did that, they immediately lost they lost prioritization. I, I can't do anything about that. It's like, what do you want me to do? If I suddenly now spend time on Nova, now I'm taking away from someone who has been taking a lot of time to try to uh, get to know us and, and work with us better. It's, it's just the reality of that. It's not to be cruel. It's not to be vindictive. It's the reality of the business is we, we only have a finite amount of time at this trade show, and we have to figure that out. And at that point, they would just – we just had to put them, they would just lower on the queue at that point. There was nothing we could do. We didn't want to skip them, but it's the reality. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is, you know, and the trade show just got, the trade show just got a little bit uh, shorter, too. So we have even less time next year. And I have to oh, say. Oh, and we talked about it last time. Yeah. I have to say, I, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. Alan just made probably one of the best comments on this show that he's probably ever made because it's true. If you're a small company, you should be putting in the work to get press releases to as many media as possible. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing your job and unlikely to grow. That's probably yeah. the smartest thing that Alan has ever said to me. Uh, he actually said something smart this morning, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just – I got to give it to him. Hey. Come on, you guys are going to swell head. Yeah, I know. You know, you know yeah. Don't yeah, you can't give him too much. What's, what's, what's in that? <laughs> to, what's mean, in that I mean, pub, his, uh, pub sub? <laughs> to his, to the points that he just made, though. I mean, like, uh, I mean, he's I've right been on. Involved, he... I've been involved in a lot of industries in, in yeah. you know, my years. This this industry, as I've seen, is probably like relationships in this industry are everything. Yeah. If you don't have them, and you don't build them, you're going nowhere. And that's, I yep. mean, just bottom line. That's all it is. I mean, you got to put in the work to build the relationships. Yeah. yeah. I'll be transparent with you. There was really only, I think, one booth at the trade show where I actually told the guys, like, don't even go because of a lot of reasons. Because they don't give us the time of day. They've been disrespectful to me and to my guys. And so I'm like, all right, well, you know, and they're a smaller brand. So I'm like, all right, well, guess what? We're not going to cover you. And whatever we'll move on because instead of wasting well, I think the we, time I, there, I think we i think i think we skipped that booth too this so you know so <laughs> i think we did too and probably for, yeah, probably yeah we did too uh, we did too very similar reasons yeah i know what company you're talking about too it's no we don't need to bring it up but yes i agree we did the that, only yeah. the only thing i will say the only thing i will say about it is i wish i saw more of the owner of that brand in um their promotion than some of the other people that seem to think that the company's all about them that's all yeah. i'm gonna say but understood
Let me get to the third comment because this is one Matt that's going to totally boil. Like you're just going to blow a gasket on this third one, okay? And this is Luigi. I'm not going to read all. This is the last of the comments I'm going to read from Luigi. Oh, Bear made a Here's good point too. Sorry, uh, Bear made a good point. Not to mention it's the best traffic of the year. It is. Yeah, of course. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. Here, here, go ahead. But this one you go, this one you're gonna love. Go ahead. Here's what's funny. You got all upset when you found out a PCA Platinum Nova cigar and it was in a newsletter. But you have no problem when the said newsletter posts stories that you wrote. You have no problem when the PCA promotes your site by posting your publications. But when you're left out of something, it's an issue. Without the PCA, there's no cigar coupe. There's no half wheel. They posted your story, and they're giving you a platform to spread your writing, and you're upset because they posted about a cigar made for them that didn't include you. Maybe you should stop posting your publications. Matt, I want you to respond to that. How many PCA stories were shared by, by the – your smoking tobacco stories were shared by the PCA this year? None. Zero on Coop. And guess what? I think it was zero on Half Wheel. And yep. my, answer, my answer to Luigi, and he has not responded back, if PCA promoted a Cooper Halfwheel article this year, please share the link. There was no promotion of, this, of any of that stuff by the PCA. And it's an argument we've had that, like, look, we are covering. Could you throw us a few nuggets? This is the Listen, one I don't want to be. I don't, don't want to yeah, be. A, I don't yeah. want to be a dick right now. But Jay Davis is right. being awfully quiet. <laughs> no, say. this is not a Jay Davis issue. This is I know it's Jay not Davis. on him, but he yeah, is on is the board of the PCA. Him. You know. No, and, and it's not something that I really have talked about with Jay. It only really came up when I read this comment, and I'm like, well, where are you seeing these stories being? I'd love to know if my stuff's being shared. But if you, First of all, if they shared five of my stories of the 292, I'd be very happy. Thank you guys very much, you know. But no, there was, I'm saying, a big goose egg, Luigi. And you, the fact that you still haven't shared a link with me, uh, and you made this comment 11 days ago, right? What does that tell me? I mean, you have no, you you're, again. You're you're slinging darts here with no evidence. There's nothing. You have no. You're you're slinging darts here, because, uh, thinking that they're they're not doing anything for us with this. Yes, they have very helpful at us at the trade show. I don't want to say they don't do anything for us. All right, Jay, they, fair, they're helpful at the trade show. I, you know, they're helpful at the trade show. They give us time at the trade show. They're accessible at the trade show. Roll tide, they're yeah. accessible before and after the trade show. They're great. But as far as the social media piece goes, they're not sharing that piece, man. I'm sorry. You know, I got a little excited last year when the PCA posted the thing with all the media people, and I was like, "Oh wow! Like we're really, you know, we're being recognized." And yeah, and yeah. then and then this year it was like it, it turned to like. Well, well I think I think that's because Aaron left, and I think that was a lot to do with that. And I'm willing to kind of see if they fix that next. If it's not back next year, I'll probably ask them if they can fix it. But I think I'm going to give them. They did have Aaron leave before the trade show, so. Yeah, I, that is true. But that was a big thing. It was a big step. When they, that, but that's the closest thing they've ever done for us. Our content has never, our content has never been proactively shared. They do have a piece in their newsletter where you can subscribe to articles, right? But in terms of their social media, they're they're not sharing that stuff. And in order, to, they're not the ones subscribing to the newsletter for us. It's people who are PCA members who have to do that subscribing. It's not like it's being proactively pushed out to everybody else. But I'm like. Where did you see that? Wait, wait, wait. This is the comment that just absolutely, I, I, I just, I almost, I, I almost popped an artery when he said, um, what do you call it? They posted your story and you're giving you a platform to spread your writing. And I just, I, I honestly, 
if I was 10 years older, the artery would have popped and I'd be in a grave <laughs> because I was so <laughs> mad when I saw that comment, right? And, and then I had, I had to take a deep breath for a day. And I responded a day later saying, if PCA promoted a Cooper Hepler article this year, please share it. Like, that's the one that absolutely, absolutely got my blood boiling on that one. Because I'm like, there's, you, you, there was, that was just making stuff up now. Because you have no basis. It's, believe me, it's not out there. Go to, you can go to their Instagram, their YouTube, their uh, Facebook, Twitter. Nothing is shared from my that stuff. Oh, boy. Guys, I just want to say, stop getting Coop riled up. Because and I only say that because I care about him. That as was a, a that was that was a bad that was a bad comment to make. And that, that was, was a bad comment was, to that make. That was I complete mean, bullshit that. comment is what that was. Now. It was yeah. that was almost yeah. just like somebody trying to stir shit just to stir shit with no foundation. I understand. And, and it almost right. works. <laughs> yeah, it almost worked. Look, I understood the comment about the month and a half thing. I think he had some, but I think that's the way Coop worked. This one, I just I just couldn't. Under, I just. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I just like, I'm like, why? Why? I just, why are we even responding to this even at this point? I'm like, but it had to be said. I'm just saying, there's no truth. Again, I'm not. This is not me complaining that the PC. Like, it is me a little complaining about the PC too. I'm not gonna lie. But again, they're not doing that. So they're, they're not providing me this platform. If anything, they're writing stories, the same stories on their platform that we're covering on our platforms. Is what we're talking about. They're not. They're not sharing our stuff. It would be too easy to share our stuff, right? Oh, that's and all also, and that's, that's all I'm giving to tonight. But. And to what you just said, Coop, I mean, that's a thing where I think they should be sharing our stuff instead of pushing their own, but it's that's so just easy. my I mean, opinion. Right. And look, if you don't like the way I write it, you could go with the way Smoking Tobacco writes it. If you don't like the way Half Wheel writes it, go with the way, uh, how about that Cigar Developing Palettes does it? There's different, there's, you don't have to pick everyone the same way. And, and I don't expect them to share every Coop story. Um, and they shouldn't share every media story because then it would just get too diluted. But you know what? I think some of these booth reports that the half wheels, the coops, and the smoking tobaccos and the dojos, and I think they're certainly worthy to be on some of these uh, on their web pages. Um, you know, you know, I talked a lot. I did a whole article on the opening day thing. You know, there was nothing shared on that. I mean, I thought I pre- presented in a very positive light too. Uh, it wasn't shared, so. I don't. I, I. That. That's my end of my response to Luigi. Uh, I, I hope, you know, people could agree. Or, and I understand people may disagree with some of my stances on that. But when something's not factual out there, and you're gonna throw that out there, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Jay Davis looks like he's trying to get Coop to pop another artery. Alan is too. You know, Alan. This is why, like, you you take one step forward and you take three steps back. You make a really smart comment, and then you're like, "Let's get Coop riled up." And it's like, what did I just say? <laughs> God, this is why this worth, is why Randy, our industry is in the shithole it's in sometimes. <laughs> Randy Bush on. said, "Coop is bagging the hammer tonight." When you're gonna write was... stuff that's just not true, when you got to comment on something that's not true or say something honestly that was borderline slanderous in one portion with that, I'm like, come, like saying I, I'm not, like saying I don't have an ROI. I mean, where do you get this stuff from? How you know? It's like. I end, I have no problem. You want to disagree with me, but when you make stuff up or just throw stuff out there, yeah, assume, back it up. You know what they say? You know, you know what they say? When you assume something, you make an ass out of you and me. It's so true. It almost I mean, makes like, me think. Of, it almost makes me think of a comment think, that my dad used to say when somebody would comment yeah. on something that they shouldn't have been commenting on. It's like, you know, yeah. you're about as you know, you're about as smart as media coverage as a groundhog is in the ass. Because you just yeah. don't know how it works. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't the first time. That <laughs> I've been. Yeah, Dan's right. I've been a congressional testimony. Thank you, Dan. I guess, I'm, I guess I am big enough, right? Yeah, this is true. What did I tell you? I have been. I have been a congressional testimony. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and, hey, and FDA reports. Yeah, so. And we can back that up. <laughs> See, what did I say at the beginning of the show? And Coop's like, oh, I don't know, I'm not worthy. But he's been, you know, cited in congressional testimony. If that's not worthy, then I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean, you just, you know, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that goes back, Matt, to like really like one of the things that you said at the very beginning of the show. I can't really think of you know any more people in the industry that are more well respected as a whole in the industry as Coop. So this dude's comments are just totally unfounded, unbased, and there's nothing to support it. I, for me, look, I appreciate. I, I appreciate people's feedback, and you know, I, sometimes people say things I don't like, but at the same time. You know, I, I there there is a there is a line that can be crossed, and I don't ever want it to come. I don't, especially unsolicited. I don't, I don't, I don't know where this unsolicited, um, kind of attack. I, 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 know I, I it, think it was solicited to a point. I think he was trying to get some feedback, but then you just go when you cross the line, you cross the line. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know it was kind of directed at Coop, but at the same time, I, I kind of. You know, I, I feel like everything that was said against Coop, I mean, one could argue, I mean, that could be, you know, I guess used against anybody in the media, right? Um, yeah, I know those, those comments could be directed against anybody that isn't cigar aficionado or happily. So basically. That's how I looked at it. And, and look, the guy is, a, it's very clear, he's a half-wheel reader, and I encourage him to remain a half-wheel reader if that's where you're feeling you're getting the best source of your information. By all means, do that. There's, there's no, this is not, uh, you know, that's, that's fine. We, Cigar Coop may not be for you. I tell that people to people all the time. But, you know, I had an argument with a manufacturer in 2019 when they tried to compare me again to Half Wheel in front of Charlie Minato, by the way, the manufacturer did it. And Charlie actually stood up, to, stood up for me in that thing. I'm like, I'm like we don't do these things the same way as Half Wheel. Don't compare us to that. And uh, it was over shop exclusive coverage, by the way. So, because we were cutting back, that was when we started cutting back, and we pissed off a few manufacturers on that. Well, it it, it happens. It does, and you know, it, and it's unfortunate when you know, get into that. But it yeah, is Dan's it is. right. This should have been a private. I would have happily had a private dialogue on this. Um, and like I said, I had the, the two things I had the big comment, uh, the big complaint on were the ROI, and then the idea that then you make something up that. That PCA should, uh, is sharing our comment. And basically, you imply maybe they should stop posting your publications. No, it's not maybe. They stopped. They never did. <laughs> so. Yeah. And by the way, I'd love for PCA to share our stuff too. So it's not, you know, but it is what it is. You know? I um, I look. I they're I, not sharing aficionado stuff either. So I'll be fair on that. So yeah, that, I mean, and that would benefit everybody. I mean, if they shared everybody's yeah. coverage as opposed to trying to do any coverage on their own. I think that would be yeah. way more beneficial, and it would yeah, just yeah. it would it would benefit the industry as yeah. a whole. It would benefit yeah. the consumers as a whole. I think it would benefit right. the economy of the industry because you know media makes money on their advertising and to do all their coverage and stuff like that, which you know in turn causes them to grow and do better things, yeah. and be more powerful, and 
you know, one hand washes the other. It all goes around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's the way I look at it. And you know, I just it, it's un it's unfortunate that you know some people think that you know only the you know the two biggest publications are you know and you know we all do kind of the same work a little bit different, but. You know, some of us have yeah, been around it, longer than others, and, and I still look. I still have great respect for Charlie and Half Wheel. Absolutely, I, I know and, those guys personally, and they believe me, in in more ways than anybody will ever know. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, and and those who, yeah, and those. Yeah, ahead, sorry, sorry. I just in in more ways than anyone will really ever know, with maybe the exception of some of the present company. Those guys have been good to us. Yeah, they and, have been. They um, have been good to us too. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I won't get into how, but it doesn't matter. I have a great relationship with them, and I appreciate them. So, yeah. Look, they're, and they're competitors. There's no doubt, like, they're competitors of what, what, what I do to what you do. But, you know what, when I, when I put the call out for Charlie to come on a show, and Charlie comes on, he gives us all the time we need and, and doesn't filter us. And Patrick just did it for us a couple weeks ago. Same thing. Patrick gave us three and a half hours. Um, great fucking I mean, show. I mean, no, no – Thank you, thank you. And again, so we're competitors, but you know what? When we asked them to come on, um, by all by all means, uh, they did. You know, I used to be a little bit of a dick about the consensus. I'm using my list, right? Uh, and I, I shouldn't have been. I was because you know, but they did, right? It's okay, they did. But now I don't have any problem with it because I think I was just a little territorial on that. And I think I was out of line. But um, but now you know, like I said, so obviously I've always worked. Now in the last few years, I there was a time I couldn't get my list done in time for Charlie. And I, and I had a conversation with him, and I said, Charlie, I will make sure that the coop countdown is done in time for you to get it into consensus. I said, you have my, you have my, my handshake on that, and I've, I've not I've, – and believe me, it's been a challenge sometimes to get it done beforehand, but I've gotten it done for him. Uh, so he can use that list in its entirety. So, I mean, we, we try to – you know, they've worked with us. We're going to work with them, and we compete with them, and that's good. I think when we compete with each other, we make each other better. So uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I agree. I think that's very well said. Yeah. yeah. The humidor did get claimed, by the way. So we have a winner. And we got it out just in time. So, yeah, we got it. Yeah, so the humidor was claimed. Uh, we had we had it on the uh, – it's on the Coop website, yeah. We um, we actually have a um, – hold on, sorry. I need to find the email. You know, I'll, 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 do, I'll do this in the background where we kind of – um, move forward, and then I'll I'll grab it once I once I'm ready, because um, I have I have the the winner of the give. I'm just I, I haven't grabbed the email yet. Um, sorry, I'm all over the place now. Um, was <laughs> it, w <laughs> did you Coop? Was there anything else on this topic that you wanted to cover? No, that gave on? Luigi more than enough time on this show tonight. So. All right, I gave him I gave him a full hour. So I <laughs> you wanted uh, your soapbox. I told you you could have it. Uh, no, but I think it was important. It was important. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. make. Well, I, was, I want to make sure you got not, what look, you wanted to say. By the way, all. I'm not. Look, Luigi, I understand there's things I may not like what you said, but I do appreciate the feedback. So don't get me wrong. So uh, thank you for t at least tuning in and caring enough to send something, which was good. But you know, I just like I said, there were a couple areas you, you kind of went across the line on with, and I had to say that. Well, I mean, um, my take on it is, I mean, you know, every media source isn't everybody's cup of tea. But if you're going to criticize no, and like try to poke holes. At least have facts to back up what you're trying to poke holes in, other than just yeah. trying to. Yeah. When like, I ask for something to, to yeah, stir the exactly. pot with nothing to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Kevin, with the other things on the docket was um, 
This is your time to shine. Last show you weren't with us because you were in Colorado for Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. So I was Rocky Mountain, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Industry Vacation. The Rocky Mountain Cigar Industry Vacation. I'll get to that a little later, Kevin. Go ahead. I want you to talk. I, got, so, I have a comment. On so to, you know, it's not so, related to you, by the way. Yeah, it's not related to you. So smoking tobacco had boots on the ground at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, and uh, Kevin was the representative, and uh, he is going to give us a recap of the event. Yeah, I mean that show. I mean, if 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 you've never been to it, it's definitely one of those shows that you, you need to go to. You know, like my top two in the industry, at least for me, are the Great Smoke. You know, hosted by you know by Abe DeBobna and Smoke End down in in West Palm, and Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. I mean, it's set you know at the Omni Hotel in uh, um, Broomfield, Colorado. It's adjacent to a country club. It's an outdoor event. And it's just, you know, the setting is nice. Um, haven't really ran into anything bad with weather. You know, our uh, you know our friends over at Dojo, they have some events leading up to it that are, you know, just as important as, and it's probably maybe even more fun than the event itself. But it's just, it's a whole, it's an experience, you know, to go there. Um, you know, they do things a little bit different at Rocky Mountain, you know, instead of having to get a ticket and go to each vendor and get your cigars and whatnot, when you get your ticket, depending on if you're, you know, general admission, a VIP, or they even have a level called executive VIP, which they only have 50 tickets for, you know, when you show up, you get your ticket, you just, they hand you all your cigars in a bag right there. So you have the time, you can make the rounds, you can see the vendors that you want to see, you can talk to people you want to see, all the cigar celebrities are there. You know, from the, the, the vendors, if there's a celebrity tied to a particular brand, chances are they're going to be there. You know, so you have FaceTime with them. And it's just it's just an all-around, it's, it's an excellent time. Coop, go ahead. I know, you, I know you have something you want to say. So this is, you know, it's kind of funny, uh, Kevin. The dojo does this, I guess, brewery tour on Friday. Yeah, we did right. not participate did you, did, in that. Oh, you did not participate in that. We, yeah, we, my, we did not go on the brewery tour. I, I, by the way, I love, I love Eric and those guys. I have no interest in going on a brewery tour. Just, you know, um, um, just not my really, you know, I'd rather be smoking cigars somewhere, right? Me too. But the funny thing was, and I, and I, I, I kind of made a poke the bear comment to Terrence on this. Uh-oh. And there was a picture of all these manufacturers on this brewery tour. And my question was, well, there's not a lot of cigars getting sold in Colorado today, I guess. Um, because I was just shocked how many people were, were from the industry were on that tour and not trying to visit shops on a Friday. I was completely surprised about that. Um, some companies did do that. I know that. But there were plenty that didn't. And I, I got shit for that. And it was kind of meant to be in jest. But, and I get people need a day off, and even from the industry and stuff. But I, I, I was like, it was, I almost like, wow, look at all these people in the industry not, not working on, on Friday, you know. Um, so no, I, I will, I say, I will say that a lot of the guys that do go on the brewery tour, I mean, you know, they show up to town, you know, earlier in the week, and they make the rounds of the cigar. So, okay, okay, that's prior, a fair comment. Yeah. Prior, prior to the events, I mean, you know, you got guys, you know, they start on Monday, hitting the shops in town and anybody that's tied in or associated with the event or any of the local yeah. B&Ms that support an event, they're there, they have events, you know, I mean, you know, Nick Malolo, I mean, he's not, a, he's not on the beer tour, but I mean, he, he has an event every Friday, 
you know, leading up to that. But I mean, you know, I know, you know, Mickey Pig was on that tour. Terrence was on that tour. I know those guys made an effort to get out to the shops prior to. That's important. Yeah. So I'm yeah. a little jest I had with that. Yeah. I had a little jest. So, so I, yeah. I mean, I can totally, I totally assume where you're coming from, and especially, I mean, the chance to pick on Terrence. Why yeah. not, right? But oh, easily, you know, easily. Mickey, I don't want to pick on. They definitely yeah. put the effort in. I mean, and we and we have smoked cigars with those guys, you know, in the days leading up to. Because I mean, we've gotten to town prior as well, you know. Because I mean, you know, Dojo has their event on Thursday, and then they have, you know, now the Flavor Odyssey Brewery tour on yeah. Fridays, and yeah. you know, it's it's kind of become a thing. But those guys, you know, the 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 stars of the industry, they make their way around yeah. to the lounges and make an appearance prior to that, yeah. especially if they're going to participate. Yeah, you know, um, Eric every year does call me um, and say, hey, just give me a heads up that he is doing the show Thursday night um, because of the schedule. And he's done that at least the last three or four years in a row. And he did call me this year. But what was interesting is the last two years, I didn't have a show that night because I was dealing with day job stuff. Uh, I was in California two years ago and I was in um, Boston last year, Matt. That was right when I saw you. Yep. Uh, this year, I did have a show. I had Patrick on, but he did call me. Um, and I thought it was nice. He didn't have to. I, I, you know, like I said, it was a one-time thing. He, he does that on, and he gave me the courtesy on that. And I got to thank him for that. That's a, that's a good thing on that. Um, we did pretty well with the Patrick show that night, so I'm not complaining. Um, so numbers-wise, we had a great great numbers and everything. So it was uh, – but, yeah, it was, it was, you know, I thought it was a good courtesy that he did that. That was a nice – he didn't have to do that, by the way, so. So I thank him. Yeah, and then, and then from you know like the the yeah. smoke and tobacco standpoint, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I was there. People know that I'm associated with smoke and tobacco. I mean, that was you know, I look at that as that is you know that's Cigar Dojo's hometown. You know, that's that's Eric's stopping ground. So I mean, I wasn't going to do anything to you know disrespect or or anything for Cigar Dojo as well as you know Emmett from Blind Man's. You know, that's. That's yeah, their hometown. I, that's their event. So, you know, I went, supported, supported Dojo, supported Blindman's. You know, that's what we're there for. We're there to support. You know, we're there to have a good time and yeah. you know, just enjoyed. You know, kind of just went as a, you know, as a non-industry affiliate that knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think I would do it more. Like I would be in the same boat with that if I went. It's just been a schedule thing. Why I really want to go there, but. But I agree. I don't think I would intrude on them and do a, a setup of booths. At the, I don't think I would set up a booth. They've no. offered a booth to me, but I don't think I would do that. It's just again, uh, it's kind of the home home base. Let the home base guys take advantage of that. Uh, I get plenty of advantages in South Florida and stuff. And honestly, it's a lot of work too after PCA. So uh, I I would go probably as an obs- uh, observer. Observer. I, I said that wrong. Observer. But I, usually I do it like observer. Uh, you said observer. I got, a canker, I got a sore on my lip that I've killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so uh, so, but you know, like I'll tend to maybe write like a post game report or something on that. Um, that's just kind of how I'll do it. It's it's, it's like I'm, I'm going out to McAuliffe uh, next week, and I'm probably gonna write something up on that. You know, um, just because I think it's a unique event, and I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. to kind of share what that event's like and. There's a bunch of other events that go on before the actual open house, so I think it's going to be pretty interesting to do that. But you know, but you know, most of the time, like I said, as far as like when I take the camera crew and stuff out, uh, there's not a lot of times we do that now anymore. PCA is probably the one we do, and maybe one other one a year we'll do, and that's about it. 
one of the unique aspects too of of Rocky Mountain, and I mean, again, you know, my friends over at Dojo, you know, they're pre-parties or their pre-events it's it's a good opportunity for you know guys like us to be able to sit with all the industry people and sit and bullshit and it's not about the industry i haven't got you know you can sit yeah drink beer and goof around and eat barbecue and play cornhole and you know just yeah have, have a good time and you know let set work aside yeah no we had um and but like, Paul, I have not gone. It's just been a schedule thing. We had something in the east, um, right around the same time as Rocky Mountains. It was called the Chattanooga Tweet Up, which became the Chattanooga Cigar Festival. Uh, and it was kind of the same. It was a very unique event. Um, and uh, that was for a long time. Uh, that would take place in early uh, August, and um, it was kind of like. It was at this place called Burns Tobacconist, and they had a cigar shop connected to a pool hall, which had a restaurant in it, and an outdoor patio. It was kind of like going to a mini cigar resort almost in a lot of ways. And all the manufacturers would come in for three days, and there'd be, you know, events and raffles, and uh, they'd have like, dinners and excursions and stuff. And it, it was it was great, but uh, there was a, there was an owner, I guess the owner of the pool hall and the owner of the cigar shop had a split, and then it, then they really couldn't have the event anymore. Uh, but that was our that was a great event. It was exactly what you said, Kevin. That type of vibe, and it was, was kind of like just kicking back for three days. Uh, um, except the reps actually really did work. They worked the humidors pretty hard there, so um, they did work on that. I don't, you know, but I know they work on Saturdays at the uh, at the main the main event because there is selling that goes on at that event, right? Right, Kevin? Yeah, there, yeah. There's definitely selling that goes on at the event. It's it's um, um, you know it's handled by um, and the name just totally. I just do. Smoker friendly. Smoker friendly. Smoker friendly. Yeah, it's handled by Smoker yeah, friendly. They're they great, great handle, folks, by the way. Great folks. They yeah. handle. They handle all the sales. You know, it's it's a it's a uh, a cashless event, so they handle all the credit, and they actually have a rep in each booth to you know to ring up your purchases. Um, you know, uh, one of the benefits of it, they absorb the tax at the event, which Colorado is wow. kind of a tax I didn't know that. State. See, I didn't know so, that. I mean, that's yeah. actually, that's, so that's actually a, you know, yeah. a big benefit as a consumer. So you're going, you're paying retail kind of for the scars, but you're not paying the, you know, the inflated sure. taxes and whatnot on it. So you actually still get any, like a quote unquote event price on the cigar. So yeah. there's still deals to be had from you know everybody that takes the time and spends the money to go there. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, did you, um, now did you, when you went, did you do a, a regular package or a VIP package? I know they had different tiers. What package did you end up taking? This year, when was, uh, I actually had, for, I was, I had attended the bike because in the past I had been executive VIP. And when uh-huh. you do executive VIP, basically you get roughly 150 cigars. And then you wow, get Drew Estate. Drew, Drew Estate provides swag. So, I mean, I've got, you know, a couple of the skateboard decks and some Drew Estate artwork and stuff in the lounge here, you know, that's unobtainium to consumers. You know, so, I mean, that's their highest level. They limit that to 50 tickets. Um, it also includes all your all your alcohol and your food. Then they have VIP level that has, you know, it's, an, it's you know, 50 to 75 cigars. You have a VIP tent and tables and everything to send in. Then you have the general admission they get you in and then they have a social pass that just gets you in the door 
you know, they also have a VIP social pass that allows you access to the VIP area. It just doesn't come with the cigars or, you know, any of the other perks of the, the regular VIP admission. So yeah, this year, yeah. it's sold out literally, like the, the VIP, the executive VIP sold out in like 45 seconds. The uh, uh, VIP social sold out in less than five minutes. So wow. we missed that. So this was the first year that we weren't VIP level. So we ended up yeah. having just a regular social pass. So yeah. VIP, you get in the event an hour early. So it's not nearly as crowded as, you know, as, as when you come in for the regular general admission. So VIP level is definitely worth the price. Nice. I mean, I uh, when I go to the smoke and they've comped us uh, as media, very generously and they do give me a ticket book uh i usually don't even use the ticket book though in that case um because usually the media people are getting cigars anyway uh although i give i did give my ticket book to the coalition team this year to split it up you know so but but yeah you normally uh, i just uh you know i would probably be just happy just going in there and mingling to be honest with you um but it is a good way to get a lot of cigars i was talking to someone who went uh, last previous? I think it was a guy from Simply Stogies who went, and he said it's a great event. And he just gets a lot of like just getting the cigars is is kind of like Abe's event. The same thing, just getting the cigars is more than worth the ticket alone. Oh, 100 percent. You know, especially this yeah. one. I mean, you know, the executive VIP. I think this year it was 600 bucks. And I mean, when you figure in the cigars, you get you get you know VIP. You get a lighter and a cutter and a backpack. Executive VIP, you get a higher quality lighter, a higher quality cutter, and another backpack, plus, you know, some, you know, additional swag. Like I think, yeah. like when I went last year, we got a whiskey sampler from, from, you know, one of the Colorado brewing companies and, you know, some, you know, just sort of knickknacks and doodahs, but yeah. it's just, it is a hundred percent worth the price of admission. I mean, you know, you figure some of the cigars in the bag are, you know, $20 plus cigars. So, I mean, it's a hundred percent worth the price. That's good. Yeah, um, there's a lot of those events, and because we have uh, anyone who's been on the website probably knows, um, it's actually one of the most trafficked pages on our website, believe it or not. Uh, but we do try Which to one? we do try to keep a list of events to happen. Oh, that one, that event page that you did. A I remember you were talking about that. Yeah, we 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 do our best to keep it as updated as we can. Um, but uh, that that page actually gets a lot of traffic. And, um, you know, going through that and looking for events to add to it, you know, from time to time, uh, there's a lot of, like, cigar fests, you know, by city that sell, there's a lot of, like, a week, there's Atlanta Cigar Week, there's, I think, is there Charlotte Cigar Week? Is that a whole week? Um, we have two events. We have Charlotte Cigar Week and Queen City Cigar Week. We that's right. Two. I've never been. To, wow. I've never gone to either. I've never gone to either of them. Just so you know, and it's not because I didn't want to. It's scheduling stuff. I know. Like yeah. today is. Uh, is it the Kansas City Cigar Festival was like today or this weekend? Um, there's a lot of them, and I didn't realize like how many of those like little cigar festivals. You know, like Rocky Mountain, Kansas, Kansas City. There's Atlanta. There's. They're all over the country. Yeah, uh, I think there's, I mean, there's some in Texas. There's, uh, I, you know, let me go to the website. Let me see. What I, I mean, and I mean, if they're just they're great ways to get out there and see, you know, multiple. Yeah, Matt, you got a nice, you got a nice list here. I'm looking at this. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it, go to Smoking Tobacco uh, forward slash Cigar hyphen Industry hyphen Events. 
you got a very nice uh, listing here. This this is a good job. For the rest of the year, you got all the major events here. Oh yeah, and we've even started building the list. Yeah, Kansas City Cigar Festival was today. Uh, Atlanta Cigar Week starts on Monday. Um, you get Inner Tobacco in Dortmund, Germany, which is you know an industry event. Um, you get the New England Cigar. Yeah, you go Expo. into 2020. Yeah, that's coming up uh, later this month. Yeah, Dan uh, Dan Davison from United Cigars will be on the Smoking Tobacco Show on Wednesday to talk a little bit more about it. But yeah, we get it the rest of the year, and then we got next year. We already have we got a decent yeah. amount of stuff. I mean, we got all the then you get the major festivals: Puro Sabor, Habano, Festival del Habano, uh, Pro Cigar, um, Great Smoke, San Antonio Cigar Festival. You know, Smokeoklahoma, yeah, yeah, Smokeoklahoma's on there. Yeah, Smokeoklahoma, I may try to go to next year. I've been trying to. I want to go to that one. I've heard good things about Smokeoklahoma. Yeah, there's a lot of. Stuff. I know the guy who runs the event too. Yeah. Todd I know one that, that Barb and I have been wanting to, to look into is the, what is it, the Cigar Heritage Festival in Ebor. I think it's in December. That's that, that's always a tough one for me to go to uh, because it's it's birthday weekend in our house when they have it. So yeah, for us it's just it's a it's a scheduling thing. It's time off work, and then you know we typically are, you know head to Ohio yeah. for, for holiday with the family and stuff, and just taking a cigar right. trip on top of that. It's just too much. Yeah, and in January I get into. Uh, we get into a big season of uh, trips, so, um, and the way my day job works is it's a it's an April first to March thirty first year, so it's it's a little different. So uh, yeah, so it's a, it's, but I have been wanting to go to Tampa um, as well, um, because I've been you know I've heard, I, and that event's really grown in the last few years, but it's always like I said it's December and it's also a big birthday weekend in our house. Um, so we have multiple birthdays that weekend. So yeah, we, t- we took time to go to up the Ebor. We went down to great smoke early last year and we, we went down four days early and spent a couple of days up in Tampa. And that was, that was my first time really like since being in the cigar world to spend time in Tampa. And that was actually really cool. So we definitely, yeah. uh, I have not been to Tampa probably in two years since we did, uh, the KMA show. So I'm, I'm kind of overdue to get back to Tampa for sure. Um, yeah, I'm definitely definitely anxious to get back to Tampa. Uh, and I, like I said, we, we didn't do our Orlando vacation this year. So, uh, you oh, know, that's right. yeah, you guys normally do that. Well, the house got sold. We used to rent. And we didn't buy it. Yeah. So uh, that, that's why the, the Tennessee vacation next month is kind of like, but it's not going to be family. It's going to be my wife and I. We're going to take that one. So. Um, we may have one of our sons meet us there over the weekend, but that's about it. Well, so that's good. I, I do really want to get to Rocky Mountain. That is a goal of mine. Uh, now with PCA moving, that's going to help. Although, you know, if I, if I go to Inner Tobacco next year, it may be a challenge. But, so, like, yeah. I, I opted McAuliffe this year because I've been putting McAuliffe off. For, for, this is, you know, I said I put him off a couple of years or I said, Really want to go, so uh, and plus, you know, we have Bear down there, who's a big, you know, uh, Jay Davis has become a very good friend as well. So, um, you know, I, I'll spend some time with Bear, which I don't get a lot of FaceTime with him throughout the year, so it's a good opportunity. Yeah, it'd be fun to go down and spend some time with our friends from McAuliffe. Yeah, yeah, uh, I've heard. I mean, Bear was saying great things about the event. He went last year, um, so. I said, you know, I think this year I'm going to uh, try to do it. And, I, and by the way, I'm driving out there. I'm not flying. You're driving to Texas? I'm driving to Texas. I'm leaving Tuesday, yeah. 
Oh, nice. I have other things I'm going to be stopping along the way for, but, uh, yeah. <coughs> Whataburger. No, no, I mean, Whataburger <laughs> will be, uh, well, well, no, there's going to be, there's something bigger than Whataburger. I got to stop Burgers. along the way. I got to go to Whataburger. David's Burgers in Arkansas <laughs> is a much stop. Uh, even Alan Rubin listened to me about David's Burgers. It's a great, great hamburger place in the Little Rock area. Um, but no, I have actually, I'm actually doing other business non-cigar related on the way, so. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Alan said William Cooper also gets to see me at the open house. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be the highlight of the event. I'm going I'm to have security. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> security. I have a security crew coming in. They, 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 what, Bear and Ben? Don't bother. <laughs> a couple no, of ben bouncers. Will, <laughs> Please, sir, stay away from Coop. <laughs> they kind of are. Uh, they kind of are, though. I, you know, listen, Bear and listen, Ben. They I have mean, my, those guys have my back. I know they do. Really, and the, Nielsen's not a short guy either, so. I mean, they. I I know for a fact they they're pretty protective of you, and uh, I have to give them props for uh, that. They're good. Well, they're very loyal guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Ben and I will be doing the road trip down to uh, down to another uh road trip down to Miami. <laughs> the last one was the Smokemobile we had. So uh, we'll see if we could top the Smokemobile. Smokemobile two will top it this time. The uh, speaking of McAuliffe, let's read off. Um, let's read off our giveaway winner. Am I eligible to win this? Um, I didn't enter, though. I no. didn't enter, so. No, okay. you're not eligible. I'm not eligible. Okay. Okay. No. I just wanted to check. I Good mean, man. you know, it wouldn't be right, you know? <laughs> no. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. All right. So, for those who entered, and by the way, right after I announce this, I'm going to announce our next giveaway, which will be with Drew Estate. So, stay tuned for that. Um, so... For the McAuliffe Black Toros, a one box, rated 91 on SmokingTobacco.com, by the man all the way to the right, or my right. I don't know. I don't know if the lineup's the same on the other end. I don't know. Um, but it's not cool. So the winner will be Tim McCabe. Tim, congratulations. You have just congratulations, won. Tim. You've just won a box of McAuliffe Black Toros. Awesome. Those are some good cigars. A full box, right? Full, full box. Right. Nice. That's not of the Toro. Right? Toro. Yeah. yeah, I like the to I like the Toro. That's the size I, I like. I think yeah. the Toro is the better size. Two. That's why I like better. I no, they're both great, but I like the Toro size a lot. They are. They are. But I think the Toro, at least the, for me, the, 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 the Toro's money in that. I mean, I've smoked them both. You know, I mean, I rated the the Toro ninety one, the the Robusto. It would not have scored as well. I mean, just I think just my my take with the robusto is it just develops too fast. It's still a good cigar. It just doesn't it give developed. you the full experience yeah. that the Toro yeah. does. Yeah, I I actually finished the review schedule for the year, so Macau Black is getting reviewed before the October thirty first date. Um, which basically and it, it was eligible. It has to come out before the trade show. To be eligible, and it came out before the trade show, so it's eligible. So, but it did make the review schedule. Um, and by the way, for people asking, next year I'm keeping the same concept. Uh, July 1st will be the cutoff for releases when it released, but it has to be reviewed before October 31st. Because I don't want a cigar coming out October 30th and like suddenly, like, climbing the list fast. So that's why I, I have that. The way I do it is there's a cutoff a few months earlier when it has to be released. So, okay, okay, fair. Yep, yep, yep. Um, 
the sorry well i was gonna announce so yeah so congratulations to tim i'll get with him after the show i'll send him an email let him know i don't know if he's watching or or whatnot but um yeah we so we have another giveaway that's going to go live this week and that's going to be with our friends at drew estate um they have some really cool stuff i'm just trying to find the list i had it in front of me where the hell is it uh i just had it there's an email oh there it is um so Three separate winners. This is not all like one winner. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break this up. It's gonna be three winners um, for three different items. And Drew Estate has been gracious enough to partner with us on this. Uh, fantastic! Can't say enough about them. They've just been wonderful to us, and we're excited to uh, to do this with them. Um, one of the items is a Undercrown desktop humidor, um, which will be up for grabs. The other will be an Undercrown 10 ceramic ashtray. And finally, an H99 Liga Pravada ceramic ashtray. So those three different items. Very nice. Nice. Three different items, uh, three different winners. That will go live this week. Um, probably the same format. There will be a listing put up on the website. You'll have to go there and, and comment with your, with your name and your email address. And a winner will be randomly, well, three random winners will be selected. And then we'll get in touch with you, um, you know, when it's over and let you know. And we'll get with Drew Estate. And Drew Estate will be shipping it to you. And Tim, just, you know, McAuliffe will be shipping this to you directly. So uh, I will let them know your information. And um, they will get with you. And uh, they'll, they'll ship that out to you. And the same will go for this one. Uh, these will be sent out by Drew Estate. So just a shout out to them. And stay tuned for an update on that. Like I said, that'll be going out in probably the next couple of days. Um, yeah. So that's 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 that. Um, just wanted to, to do the giveaways really quickly. I didn't forget this time, Coop. No, no, that's good. I wasn't gonna let you forget this time, though. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, um, of no, yeah. speaking of giveaways, Matt, I know back at the beginning of the show, um, the good friend Chad Chad, yeah, um, thanked us for uh, he received his J.C. Newman ashtray. So he thinks. Boy, that guy wins more contests on anybody. He's, he's like, like he's like, He wins a lot of our contests, real. and he wins them. He always wins them. Yeah, uh, fair and he square too. Super I mean, lucky. Super. Yeah, he does a great job. I and mean, first of all, he always participates, and I thank that as well. And yeah, it pays off for him when you participate. It pays off. Yeah. Yeah, I've had people ask me before about. Oh. About stuff like even like the the fundraiser. Oh, cigar warehouse and cigar box, great places. Oh, I just love those. Mm -hmm. That was on the Jose Blanco tour. I went with those. You mean the show for the chauffeur tour? <laughs> yeah, the, the driving Mr. Blanco tour, driving the professor tour. You should have. You guys should have filmed that like comedians in cars doing coffee. You know that would have. Oh, that would have been hilarious. The Jerry I, Seinfeld. I, I'm a, I offered <laughs> to do this for Jose every year, by the way. So. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, but I did offer to do it next, uh, in, you know, in the spring. See, now oh, next, you know, year you can, next year you can have Barb and I drive with the both of you around, and you can be a celebrity. Yeah, too. no, come on. You should come. You should come, yeah. I mean, sure, it would be fine. Then we have the local We have the local touch with that, which would be great. Yeah. But that was planned very – that was planned – I didn't know that was happening until the morning uh, – that morning, actually, so – when Jose what called you and said, Coop, what are you doing? You know, you busy today? I want to get together. Let's go see the Fry Guys. Let's go see the Fry Boys. He goes. <laughs> I, know, I know you guys You guys made Roger's day when you went to uh, 
uh, cigar. Oh, he, Roger was such a great. He was. He I, was I tell you what, so happy about that. Um, what a humidor! By the way, if you haven't gone to Cigar Warehouse and their humidor is unbelievable, um, and it, it was so nice to us there. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in that humidor. It's one of the best humidors I've been to in Vegas. So, fifteen hundred square foot humidor. Yeah, something nice. for every. I mean, something, something for everybody in there. Yeah, yep. if you can't find it, it probably doesn't exist. Yeah. The yep. um, what was I gonna say? There was uh, there was something else we wanted to talk about tonight that I know came across, um, from the boys. Um, the announcement that came down that Joe Grow would be leaving Quality Importers to uh, go work for mm -hmm. Casa de Monte Cristo. Yep. Which is uh, an interesting move. Interesting move. He he has. Yeah, I was I was I was surprised when I read that. He seemed really. Uh, he's, he. I mean, I. I, mean, I don't. You, you. You. don't know what goes on. But he just. He just seemed really. Uh, seemed really into the role of QI. And I know he. he how long has he been there, Coop? Like just over a year. Exactly a year. Exactly a year. Because okay. I actually, actually, the announcement that he was going to QI happened a year ago. I. I didn't read too much into this other than Joe got another opportunity in his career to move somewhere else. Yeah. Um, good which for him. Ha which happens. And it's good. Good for him. Yep. It's nothing. It, it nothing. I had to make sure I got that big humidor out before he left. I was, <laughs> that was. <laughs> so that was because we had a little problem with that, like claiming the prize, and then the person claimed it got to me too. You know, they didn't get to me till the other person got it. So, but I had to get that out. So, but no, I I looked at it as a good opportunity for Joe. I did Casa de Monte Cristo is a great brand uh, under the Tobacco Area USA umbrella. Um, he'll do really well there. I've dealt with some of the other marketing people uh, in Casa de Monte Cristo and Jr. and uh, Altidus, and I think we'll I think it will be a good move for him. And you know, like I said, sometimes opportunities just come, and uh, I think this was an opportunity for him more more than any. I don't think there's any more to read into this than that. Well, I don't he's one of the more personable guys in the industry for sure. So that's sure he's going to be successful yeah. no matter where he lands. Yep. And I mean, yep. he's going to. Yep. This is a great opportunity for him. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so. Uh, We'll miss him. I mean, one thing that Joe did really good for us, uh, he really helped us get connected into the uh, quality importers really well. I, I, so likewise. The good news is, yeah, so I feel like I can, you know, we even got, you know, we had Giordano on. I mean, Joe got us Giordano, uh, which was the first and only time he ever did a podcast at this point. So we were very grateful for that. So he helped us really navigate the landscape, and uh, we have a lot of connections in there. So I'm grateful for Joe for that. And, and I know Giannini for a long time. So, uh, you know, I, I, have, I have friends in there. But, you know, but Joe was very helpful because there were years – they were a tough company to, like, crack years ago because they just didn't have people in the, these types of roles. If you go back five years ago, really after Zycar came in, they had to start having more marketing type of uh, presence, and they've, they've done a good job with that. So uh, I, think, uh, I think they're in a better place with him, you know, after him being there. And I think Joe's going to do great where he's going. So uh, good for Joe. Congratulations. Good friend um, as he moves his career forward. Yeah, good for him. Congrats to Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Joe. I, I, you know, I'm not going to be redundant. I, I love Joe. He's one of my favorite people in the industry. Um, you know, excited to see where it goes, you know. Hey. Yeah. My joke to Joe was, are you going to now get a Casa de Monte Cristo cigar on the consensus? <laughs> that was my... I, I, That's a good one. I like that. 
you know, like I, I would seriously watch that. Uh, because look, I'm not gonna. You know, Joe found a way to work that consensus when he was at Drew State very well. So uh, you know, Drew State. But you know, Drew State lands on the consensus every year. But you know, he, obviously they had some really high ones the last few years. So. Sorry, there was something I was looking for. Uh, oh, maybe I didn't tell you guys about it. No. Um, what did you tell? I know there was one other thing that I really wanted to bring up this week, and I'll, I'll, let me bring th let me bring this up as I pass through here because actually I think this is worth mentioning. Actually, it's not food related. Uh -huh. No. Did we want to? Uh, did someone actually? Was it about? I feel like we talked, um, I don't know, maybe someone said it to me individually. I don't know. I, did, I thought someone mentioned something about talking about Miami Cigar and the CAA thing. No? I thought someone did. I no, didn't mention it, but we could talk about it because I think it's a, it actually is a very newsworthy story. Yeah, I, I thought I thought we talked about because I was like, I was looking for that. And I'm like, didn't someone say that? I thought we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't get the story up till this afternoon because I was busy, but yeah, it's up on Coop. Then maybe basically it's no big deal. They just they joined the Cigar Association of America. Is really what the story is. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought it was a good move for them. Yeah, you know, um, there's been a couple of association moves. There was that, and then uh, Tony Gomez from La Florida Dominicana was appointed to the cigar on right a CR a CRA. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a, a great move. Directors. I think for that's a that's an awesome move. And yeah, we talked about that in KMA this morning too. I think it was a. You know, and you and I, all of us know Tony, and he's an exceptional person. Uh, and I think oh, he'll sure. be a great addition to the CRA, by the way. Uh, they could use him for sure. So. And I've already reached out to Tony privately and expressed some concerns that I had. Not not everything, but some. I mean, we've we've expressed some concerns um, about the CRA, and I know Tony. And I said, hey, like, congrats. But, you know, as a guy who I know and I like, you know, these are some of the concerns I have, and you know I shared that with Tony, and, and hopefully he can uh, can kind of help bring that to the forefront. The CRA, because it's no secret, the CRA has had a couple of issues uh, that we, yeah. we've, we've talked about on the show. Coop, I know you know that more than probably anybody. Uh, I, I've actually had a couple of conversations with CRA in the last couple of weeks, uh, and I, really? I feel positive, a little more positive. Yeah, I haven't really. I've been busy, but yeah, I've talked to uh, Copperman, Mike Copperman, and to Cody. Um, so I, I mean. They know my concerns is what I'm just saying. I can't say anything's being done yet about it, but they know a lot of the concerns. I, I basically relayed the concerns I had to them. Um, Mike Copperman had reached out. To, remember when that whole thing came up about um, the uh, the memes? Oh, we yeah. Went, we went, with, with Harris we and Sharon went, memes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, but if you remember, Mike, um, Mike reached out to both of us, but when Mike reached out to me, that was when my dad had passed away. I never got back to him on it, but... They had reached back out to me finally, and you know, and I told him, you know, he was totally understanding why I didn't get back, to, and I just forgot to get back to him after that. But, uh, but we, I just basically I relayed my concerns to them. So, and it's a lot of concerns we've talked about here. The question is, what's going to happen? I don't know. So we'll see. I think they they were understanding and sympathetic to the concerns I have. Well, uh, but I think they've also done some good work. I think their work has not been noticed because they haven't had they haven't communicated it very well. I think they have done some good things in the last year, you know, especially some of the stuff with the court case and everything. You got to give them credit on, it. and uh, so so yeah, I just think they need to kind of get. They don't have the you know, the problem is, uh, Matt, they haven't had an executive director for almost three years. I mean, yeah, and their communication has been the best. That. They need to have better no, communication. I, no, and, and it's something got lost after Glenn Loop left. 
Um, were you? Did you have smoking tobacco when Gloom Loop was still there, or no? What are you asking me? At? What? Was what? Yeah, we went. Was Glenn Loop still the executive director when you when you started smoking tobacco? Yes. Okay. Smoking tobacco yeah, started in 2019, so yeah, he was. Still okay, smoking. so tw so 20 he left in 2020, I believe. Yeah, it was during the pandemic. Um. Okay. Yeah, but so but but basically when when he was at CRA, okay, um, we had really good access to CRA, and I know Glenn sometimes is a controversial figure, but I'll say this: we always had communication with Glenn Loop. We always had that. And it got lost, and I think they know they got it got lost. I think they're trying to fix that, which is good. So, well, hopefully, I mean, you know, like I like I said to Tony, you know, privately, like, hey, you know, there are a couple of things here, and it'd be nice to see someone, you know, especially a fresh face, um, who's you know going to come in and bring ideas to the table. Like, hey, these are some yeah. of the things as a paying member and as a member of, somewhat of a member of the industry, right? I like to think I, yep. I operate around. I hear things, yep. I see things, I, I do things. Um, hey, this is kind of like, you know, some of the things I think to just think about. And, you know, he yeah. appreciated that. And, yeah. you know, hopefully hopefully it goes somewhere. Because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's like the PCA. You know, we pay, we pay you know, dues. We pay to be members of those organizations. And, you know, uh, why not have your voice heard if you're a paying member? Yep. Yep. Uh, but, you know, the Miami, the Miami uh, Cigar... Addition to the CR, uh, CAA, I had heard it was. I had heard it already happened a few weeks ago. It just got announced this week, but um, but yeah, I had heard, and you know, they're look, they have look. Uh, who's on the CAA? You have Swisher, you have Drew Estate. It makes a lot of sense that Miami with Tatiana, a huge brand, that that they align with that. Um, you know, I know I'm not going to get into some of the politics between the organizations, but you know, nonetheless, you know, the the CAA has has board members that are very focused on that piece. You know, so you know, maybe they felt more. You know, I don't know, I don't know what their positions is with the other trade organizations. I'm not going to try to answer that, but you know, I, I they went there, and that's I think there's a reason why they went there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alan said, you know, I feel Miami joined CAA due to the. The fact they are more supportive of infused cigars. Um, I don't want to say that the PCA isn't or is, but I will say is that, you know, they have a lot of stakeholders very involved with the CAA on on that side, which yeah. is I think why they went. Yeah. So I, so I don't want to say yeah, and, and for folks who don't know, the CAA is a manufacturer's organization. That's what that one. Like if you look, if you want to oversimplify it, CRA is for the consumers, even though manufacturers run it. Uh, PCA is for retailers, even though some manufacturers are on the board. And CAA is primarily for the manufacturers, but they do have retailers and, uh, and other roles on there as well. So um, they actually, Miami joined as a distributor as opposed to a manufacturer mm -hmm. because that's what they really are. They're a distributor. They don't, they don't have a factory or anything like that. So they, their company is primarily a distribution company. Very true. I yeah. think with well the legislative said. wins that we've seen this year, that you're going to see a little bit more support across the board of of all the trade organizations. Yeah, I mean, I would really love to see some kumbaya happen where these three just get together and just figure this out and just get on the same page. It's uh, I don't, I'd like to see that. I'm not comfortable if it's going to happen, but yeah, I think them going in three different directions isn't isn't going to help us either. Coop, no. do, you, Coop, do you think that 
do you th so I had a conversation with someone about uh, I had mentioned the when the Judge Meta ruling came down and all of those organizations sent out an email all three of them did they all sent out a thing like oh look at the yeah. work that we did all right uh, I had made a comment that like and it wasn't saying that like one did more than the other it was just like everyone kind of took credit you know I know that probably some did more than others, but, um, you know, it just kind of came across like everyone was saying that they took credit. And it, it would have been nice if someone was like, hey, like, we, we worked together on this. And the response yeah. I, I was given was, well, you know, the truth is, like, it was like, I know what you're saying, but the truth is, is that basically the CRA did most of the work and the others didn't. And I... I don't. I wasn't involved in everything that went on there, but it just seemed like. Look, I know some probably did more in other areas than others, in some areas than others. But, you know, what is your opinion on it? Do you think that that was like ninety percent the CRA and the PCA just kind of showed up with a sign? Like, I, I just I don't know how to kind of take that. Uh, yeah. I always felt I, like the P. It? I always felt like the PCA seemed pretty involved in in a lot of that stuff. I mean, uh, we talked yeah, to these people a over lot there of it and. Is yeah, I know there's been a lot of questions on monies, and I can't comment because I don't know what monies were spent on what. I've heard things one way or another. Uh, you know, there's obviously a group of manufacturers that feel they foot a lot of the bill, so I'm certainly, uh, you know, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to dismiss. Uh, sure. But I, I don't want to say PCA didn't do anything. They were, you know, they've obviously spent a lot of resources, too, on things. I, I, I thought so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I usually just, what I kind when I reported, I just basically said the industry is more divided now than when the lawsuit started and that's kind of where I, I'm going to leave it and I'll let them kind of point the fingers as to why on that because I don't have the numbers in front of me to, to, to qualify it so I'm just going to um, you know whatever people say I'll just nod my head and you know understand but there's two sides to every story too so I just I'm just kind of playing a little bit of Switzerland here for a reason because I just don't have the facts in front of me to really that's to fair report that. That's yeah. fair, and I and I wasn't yeah. sure. I wasn't sure. I just no, no, but I think I think there is clear. I, there's a clear division over who you know. There's, there's clear division right now, which is disappointing. No which is disappointing, you know, because it just. Well, to, yeah. to yeah. Alan's point, this up now. You know, says, you know, the organ, the industry organizations need to be united. It's like 100. percent It's like, you know, if I mean, if you guys set a common goal and everybody attacks the same goal. You know, with the money and the resources that all these organizations have, I mean, there's more wins to be afoot, you know, yeah. legislatively yeah. going forward. Yeah. If everybody, you know, pick a goal and go for it. I mean, you know, it doesn't, it, I mean, you can have multiple yeah. goals, but everybody needs to have the same direction or it's not going to work. Yeah. I, I thought the one that was really more mind uh, boggling than the, than the uh, court case one was, was when everyone went up to the Cigar Congressional Caucus. And you read the you read the three different press releases, one from the CRA, one from the PCA, and then one from the BCA, and all three of them basically claimed to drive the whole meeting. You know, so um, uh, you know my favorite my favorite all I know is I saw one BCA post where they they were taking pictures from Kevin McCarthy's office. And I'm like, well, there's no Kevin McCarthy in there, and I believe Kevin McCarthy wasn't even in Washington that week. So I'm like, what are you guys doing here? I mean, yeah, you and Kevin. Come on, I mean, come on. If you're with Kevin McCarthy, get a picture with Kevin McCarthy. Get a state. Get a quote from Kevin McCarthy. Don't say you're in Kevin McCarthy's office like you, you did. It was it was very misleading. I thought that 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 happened. So oh, I agree. You know, come on. I mean, that's just. I think it's nice you're in Kevin McCarthy's office. I mean, 
you know, but, you know, be honest here and just say, if you, if you, if you met with him, say you met with him. If you didn't, I don't know if they met or didn't meet with him, right? But if they met with him, say you met with him. You don't have to give all the details. Just say you met with him, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. It's not the first time that they've they've posted no, stuff. No, I mean, but in fairness, like, it's not just the BCA who's done that either, so I don't want to totally pick on them. No, no, but they they tend to they tend to somewhat frequently. Yeah, I know, I, I know. They've gotten better this year. At least. They I did. Think, I have they got order. better, but they have they they had one bump earlier in the year, but otherwise they've been they've been they've been much more organized this year. They've so they've gotten. Better. I don't want to pick on them. They've gotten better. I I made a comment on their on their thing recently about some of the stuff, and they kind of got butthurt about it. But I'm like, well, you know, I mean, they get butthurt because they write these statements without like vetting them. I mean, that that's another another one. You, you're gonna as an or a trade if you're a trade organizer, you can't just throw stuff. Sometimes we get on the PCA for slowness, right? But you know what? At least when they put something out there, it's vetted. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's my point. Yeah. I don't want to pick on the BCA, but. You know, it's just I, I I've seen a, 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 a you know a handful maybe a little more things and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. But you know, and yeah. that's that's why They're that's why easy. I do what yeah. I do because I comment on what happens in the industry and you know <laughs> that's my job. So yeah, sorry. Um, I know not everyone agrees, but you know whatever. It's, hey, it's not all it's not all sunshine and roses, but yeah, yeah. this information gets out there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yep. Coop, was there uh, was there anything that we didn't mention that you wanted to mention on the show tonight? Because I think that's everything I had. For, uh, I think uh, that's everything I had too. Um, <coughs> I think I, I, I feel I had this week. Yeah, I think we I think we covered. I mean, we I know yeah. that you had your your stuff you wanted to cover, and I know we. I, think I know we, I took a lot of time with that, but I thought it was important. So. No, 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 no. I don't I don't think that you took. No, whatever you wanted to say yep. is what you wanted yep. to say. No, you took the amount of time that it took to cover the topic, period. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You should know. That's Sometimes things take more time, you know? It is what yeah. it is. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think that'll be our show then this week. This was, uh, this was a nice solid two hours. Last week, I know we went like three and a half, but uh, there was a lot to cover. But, uh, you know. Yeah. I'll do it. So thank you to everyone for watching and listening. Uh, just a shout yep. out once again to Drew Estate and Gurkha for being uh, sponsors of the show, as well as St. Dupont. Um, congratulations to Tim on that box of McAuliffe Black. I will message him after the show, and stay tuned for our announcement for our Drew Estate giveaway. Um, like I said, they'll go out in a couple of days. It'll probably be around the same kind of same criteria. Um, Thank you for watching with us now. If you're listening to us later on the podcast networks, thank you. And don't forget to like and subscribe if you're not. Uh, everywhere you can get your podcasts on all the podcast apps. Subscribe to us there. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news, reviews, and updates from the cigar industry. Uh, Wednesday night, we have Dan Davison coming on the Smoking Tobacco Show to talk about the New England Cigar Expo. And maybe a little bit about United. We'll see. See if he's got anything to share with us on that front. Other than that, Take care, everybody. Have a great night. Keep it lit. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.